Here we are again. Another round of the Gaming Memories Podcast where I, Cade Call, a.k.a. Roboclip, the blessed beat maker, your prophet of the one true gaming podcast. The good news of the gaming gospel shall be spread forth through my holy decree because I have been anointed by the gaming gods themselves. Miyamoto the Father, Kojima the Son, and Carmack the Holy Ghost appeared to me in prophetic vision commanding me to create the one true gaming podcast simply by interviewing creative and interesting people about their favorite gaming memories growing up. On this episode of the podcast, I have mother effing shucks, gosh darn alley gal, my good buddy old pal, who, uh, I don't think his family would enjoy the swearing, so I tried to keep the swearing down on this episode. If I do let a few slip through, please forgive me. Do not blame my good friend Danny Huntsman, who's my head coach, owner of Lehigh Judo Club, a badass jujitsu gym uh, in Lehigh, Utah. I actually recorded this episode a couple weeks ago, but I also had Dane, who is the owner of Agima Jiu-Jitsu, in Provo on the week prior. I didn't want to have two BJJ-centered podcasts in a row because I know uh, not all of you are into that shit. Actually, most of you, almost none of you are. So you're here for the video game, so I wanted to at least get one video game-centric podcast in between the two. But Danny's a badass. We do talk a lot about video games, talk about Halo, good times with Halo, Smash Brothers, so on and so forth. He's a legit, legit, legit gamer. Homeboy has like 300 and some odd hours in Diablo 3 on the Switch. He can grind. He loves those loot-based games. Probably a little bit similar why he's into BJJ. There's the constant grind, the never-ending quest to get doper and doper shit, to get better and better technique. That's Danny Huntsman. He's a badass. He's also super good at the drums. That's where I first met him. We both took drums from the same teacher, and he was one of the only kids in the state that had chops as good as mine. So I initially was like, oh, mother fucker, <laughs> mother effer, excuse me, uh, mother effer has got some chops. He's legit. We started hanging out. We got into a uh, period of Halo 1 playing, which I have, I'll have. i be sharing some more Halo 1 clips. I've been playing a lot of Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo CE, on the PC, just pulling out the pistol, three-shot head-killing biatches all over the internet. I'm going to be sharing some game-paid clips of my double-triple-killing sprees. I've also been getting my ass beat pretty bad, too. Uh, but I got really good at Halo initially because I was playing with Danny Huntsman and our crew of friends back in the day. When uh, you could link up four Xboxes together, four TVs, 16 paddles. Man, that was the shit. Like, I, I, there's, online gaming is awesome, but there is a magic about land gaming, about being physically in the same space as the people you're gaming with. Uh, I didn't know at the time, but that's the peak. In, I was peaking. Those Halo nights with Danny Huntsman was my peak. It was the peak of my life, and I didn't even know it at the time. The most magical moments. Danny has a similar memory and sentiment about those moments. Great times. Halo 1 is awesome. I know it's pretty cliche to be into Halo, but look, it's a massively huge game for a reason. It was fun as shit, and it still plays awesome. I think the balance, other than the what I call spawn deaths, I've been running into a lot of issues where you spawn like right in front of someone, and they just pistol whip you and kill you. 
that's a little bit of an issue. But other than that, Halo 1 is balanced so well. It still plays so well today online. I've been having a blast. Anyway, that's enough Halo 1. We'll talk about Jiu-Jitsu, Halo 1, a bunch of other video games. Danny's a badass. If you're interested in the Utah area and doing any kind of martial art, uh, Jiu-Jitsu is a good one. Check out Lehigh Judo Club. Danny is the nicest person who can choke you without breaking a sweat. Give to Danny. Thanks again for coming on to the podcast during the quarantine. Stay safe. You guys know the drill. Share the good news of the gaming memories gospel and you will be blessed. Dare I say you'll be protected from the evil COVID-19 virus. The coronavirus is taking over the world like a demon. Imagine if we didn't know what germs were and just like that's basically you could just say people were getting possessed by something, getting sick and dying. Viruses are like little demons. Anyway, uh, I look, you guys know I'm joking. I can't actually claim any divine protection from the coronavirus. That would be irresponsible, but you know what I'm saying. Spread the good news of the Gaming Memories Gospel. You be blessed. Enjoy the show. I say these things in the name of Miyamoto Father, Kojima the Son, and Carmack the Holy Ghost. Amen. Bye-bye. This is Danny Huntsman, jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, tell people that's your background in jiu-jitsu. You, you started training ages ago, right? Like 10, 11 years ago? Yeah, I started in I started in Taekwondo when I was little. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, like seven or eight. We grew up in Las Vegas, and I was really small and really tiny. Oh, that makes sense, because you got a good spinning back kick. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so we did Taekwondo, oh. and then I was getting beat up, and I had a cousin who did Taekwondo. said, you should do Taekwondo. I said, yeah, that's cool. And I still like Taekwondo. I still think it's fun, but for, for straight up self-defense, I think jiu-jitsu is probably a, a better, more efficient way to go. But it's all good. Kicking people is still really fun. A gun's pretty good, too. Gun is the best. If you're really worried about it. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, when we have people coming to the school and they always say, I want self-defense, I say, okay, get a gun. Get a gun. Learn to shoot a gun. Don't just have one. Learn to shoot yeah. it. But beyond that, then jiu-jitsu is a really good option for self-defense. The difference in jujitsu, and you know, because jujitsu, but you have a sense of community. You get to train with people. You get fitness. So, besides self defense, there's a lot of good reasons to and do jujitsu. It's just fun as shit. Everyone I mean, should do jujitsu. Yeah, it's just fun. Like if I view it as because it's especially like sports jujitsu when you're training in the gym. That's I mean, you do more self-defense based classes sometimes, but really you're there for the sport aspect with your friends and try to kill each other and whatever. And that, it's like playing Smash Brothers, but in real life. That is a perfect segue into video game talk. Yes, it really is. Like, I love, Smash Brothers is one of the few competitive games that I've, I've gotten pretty decent at. I got pretty good at Halo. By the way, I'm going to start posting it. I've been playing Halo 1 on PC. They released the Master oh. Chief connect, uh, Collection, and they have Halo 1 CE on the PC, and it plays just like Xbox. But in like 4K, 60 FPS. I should show you after after the podcast. I've been playing every night online and just recording and like making highlights of all my double kills and like Dude. I'm gonna start it's so fun. If my wife listens to this, she, <laughs> I, I need a PC now. Yeah. Because, just to play Halo. I mean I'm sure we'll talk about it and I know, but it's really only Halo. I got pretty good at Halo one. I fell off the Halo bandwagon by the time two came out, but I played a lot of multiplayer Halo with you and our homies. And I played a lot of Smash Brothers. And that same sort of addictive quality that I think if you're into any multiplayer game, you're into the competition and the reps and like grinding level up and getting points and scoring. Like that same little 
whatever you want to call it, addiction cycle, dopamine rush happens in jujitsu, but it's even funner because you get all the endorphins from like getting beat up and exhausted and even getting choked 80% out feels weirdly good. Yeah. It, yeah, it's <laughs> it weird. feels kind of nice. It's it's a weird group of people. Uh, yeah, when you're when you're uh, like hanging by a thread just floating on the edge and someone's like they need to adjust just a little bit more to finish it, but they're not adjusting and you're like I think I'm going to try to ride this bad boy out and it kind of closes in and then it, it all zooms out and the world comes rushing back and you're still doing it and you're running on autopilot. I love that. That's like getting high. <laughs> it's weird. It's probably not healthy consistently, no, but no. I've been close and I've been put out uh, by our friend Sam and others where we just go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you wake up and there's people over you go, oh, I guess I wasn't fine. Yeah. Like, I guess he got me. Good good job. Yeah. Going all the way out, I don't like, but being on death's door and then surviving and coming back and you get like, like, like you get the head rush and the light, <laughs> like kind of half dizzy, but then you're still like, doing jujitsu and everything's crazy and it's, i don't know like something about being in, on that that point and then the best feeling is when it's all done and you've stretched and you're just you come home uh, my favorite part is sh- like right after the shower i come home i shower and then i like i sit down to play games and i'm so chill oh it's and the best. so calm and so peaceful and i get on halo and i'm in zen i'm in jedi mode because i'm just chilled out and, My favorite uh, part about jiu-jitsu is nothing you will do throughout the day or your next day will be harder than having somebody good and heavy and experienced sitting on your chest, trying to take your arm off, trying to choke you out. And then the rest of your day, you go, well, I somebody cuts me off in traffic. Who cares? Deal. Yeah, big deal. Like, at least they're not strangling me, you know? It is a little weird how accustomed I am to having men's testicles in my face. <laughs> Like, I was playing that does around. indeed happen. I was playing around with my wife. Like, we were just wrestling with the kids on the mat and, like, the kids' doggy pile or whatever. And I don't remember, dude, because I'm having jujitsu withdrawals. I went around to North South and I was just, like, picking at her elbows and just playing around. And she's like, I, your balls are in my face. This is so gross. And I was thinking about it. This happened to me so much, I don't even no- notice that balls are in my face anymore. When you train, all that stuff goes... You're that just goes worried about, I don't want to get killed, yeah. I don't want to get murdered. That's the only thing I think about. But and I started training so young that I don't... I forget that it's weird for people. It is weird. You come in and you see a new guy like, all right, well, what do you want to do? Well, sit there and I'm going to sit on you. <laughs> and they go, what? Yeah. Go, I'm just going to put my lay there and I'm gonna, let me sit on you for or, a second. Like, yeah, coming to my, I remember the first class I went and you drilled with me and you're like, okay, we'll do guards. You just lay down and spread your legs. And I was just thinking like <laughs> this man, a, a full grown man just laid back on his back and spread his legs and motioned to come here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's what just happened. <laughs> All right. That's so true. I guess I'm trying jujitsu out. Did you see the Simpsons joke about that? Uh-uh. So they had, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was on their back. They got into a fighter shot and he says, so he lays down, opens up. He goes, oh, I've been studying jujitsu. Get on top of me and meet your doom. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, what year did that come out? Is that a newer episode? No, that was a few years ago. Yeah, they were, they were, uh, they've been predicting, I guess they've been predicting the future for a while. Somebody at the Simpsons trains. That was uh, a Mac, pretty good Mac in joke. A time travel, time traveler, apparently. That is a good joke. Um, did you play Smash? A little bit. I'm terrible at Smash Brothers. Do you have it on the Switch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had it on. I played on Nintendo 64. I totally missed the GameCube era. I never had a GameCube, but I have it on Switch now. 
and it's awesome, but I get annihilated. Do you play a lot or you just casually play here and there? Casually, once in a while. I get on. I have a nephew that plays and just talks the meanest <laughs> trash talk of all time. I thought we were close. I thought we were friends. He murders me. How old is he? Uh, I think he's 17 now. Okay. But he's yeah, that's be- old enough to say some shit. He's been beating me for years, so like in everything. At so, jiu-jitsu? No. Yeah. No, that, that's where I get my revenge. Nope. Nope. And I'm not going to let him start because I, <laughs> I have to beat him in something. Dang, I, I want you to try Smash just because I think I want more friends to play Smash with. I went to a Smash, like a a really small just group of homies do a video game night, like a retro video game night every once a month at uh, Stephen Phillips, a.k.a. Durandal. He's been on the podcast. Shout out to Stephen. He does a game night, I think basically every like every month. And they pick a different game and they put money down. So like it's with Halo or it's the first time I went, it was Puzzle Fighter. Like, do you remember the Street Fighter Puzzle Fighter? No. Never saw that? I don't know what that is. It's like Tetris, but you play like these little... But it's a Street Fighter game? It's a game? Street Fighter game, but the characters are all like this, this chibi style. Do you know what chibi style means? No. Chibi means like when they make things look like little kids and cute and cartoony. Oh, uh, okay, okay. They'll okay. take like... You know, they'll take something like Santa Claus and make him look like a chubby little kid. And he's really cute, like chibi. So they take all the they take all the Street Fighter characters and they make new sprites and they're all cute and they're small and they stand and they throw punches. But then there's like blocks and it's like Tetris and you set up combos and break the block. I played a, like a little bit of it and it's such a rare game and I got pretty good at it back on PlayStation 1. So I thought I'm going to show up and I'm going to just steamroll. Dude, I'd be so bad at that game. I'd have to think and do stuff. <laughs> I'd rather just play Street Fighter. You have to think of Street Fighter too. I had a semi-professional Street Fighter player on. He was like one I of heard the, that podcast. Yeah, he was like one of the fourth or fifth. He's so good at Street Fighter. It's crazy how how good they are. He's trying to like he was explaining to me stuff after and trying to show me things. I'm like, oh, the rabbit hole. It's interesting. The rabbit hole in fighting games seems to go as deep as any other rabbit hole. Is any I, like those guys spend all day every day training training and they're they're so good i'll get online and play so on switch they have that street fighter 2 anniversary yeah 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 yeah. so i got on there and i played online and i played a ton of street fighter 2 growing up i was never like great but you're pretty solid but i'm solid like i could get in and mix it up and be competitive with most most guys most guys i played with so it's like oh this will be fun so i got online and i did okay but then you'll get guys and just by the way they keep distance with characters and the way they move and counter. I go, oh, I'm You I'm can't done. do anything. Yeah. I'm dead. And then they hit you once and then you're dead. And you go, yeah. what was, how is that possible? It's crazy how I got annihilated yeah. so hard. Smash is, uh, Smash is like that. It's the only fighting game I've gotten. It's obviously not like Street Fighter, but it goes, like the gameplay goes pretty deep. I think you'd like it. It's really accessible because Nintendo's genius at this. Anyone can pick up and kind of play and have fun and not feel like they're just flailing about. But the people who are really good play the game in a way where, yeah, it's anyway. I went to this tournament and I just steamrolled everybody. Who do you play with in Smash? Who do you like? I played a t- oh, I played uh, with uh, Meta Knight. It's my main guy. He's like the Kirby bad guy. I don't ever played Kirby games, but he's the bad guy in Kirby games or bad guy in one of the Kirby games. He's like a Kirby with a mask and a little sword and wings. I've no idea. I've never played a Kirby game. Yeah, me. I played one once. I had an original Game Boy, like the like gray old or white school. old yeah, school green and dark green Is yeah <laughs> i had a kirby game i played it for about an hour and i went this sucks i'm going back to rbi baseball and that's that all was I a did. good game that was a really good game Dude, i love that game 
I got to get you on Smash, man. I think we would have. I think we'd have fun. But anyway, competitive Smash, competitive Halo. We'll talk about Halo, Jiu Jitsu. They're all kind of mixed up. So that'll be the end of Jiu Jitsu. We'll you see. were born the same year as me, right? Eighty five. Eighty five. Okay. What March? You just had your birthday. February. February. Okay. So you're a little bit older. My guess. I'm going to guess. Your. Wait. I mean, one. I need one hint. Did you have a PC in your house growing up? Uh, kind of. Okay. First video game console for sure NES, right? Uh, yeah, NES was the first one we had in the house. And first game you can remember seeing Mario or Duck Hunt? Neither. Ah, we had like this uh, Super Dodgeball. Which, did you ever play Super Dodgeball? I don't on NES. On NES, Super Dodgeball. It was. It's awesome. It's on the uh, Switch collection too now, so you can go okay. play it. But it was like, oh, what is it? I'm going to screw it up. Like, I think it's two versus two, but you have like a team roster of like four or five guys. You can switch them out. And you're just playing dodgeball, trying to knock people out. You have hit points. Is it from the team. side or top-down view? Uh, it's like a, kind of at an angle. So it's like tides uh, somewhere in the middle of okay. top and side. So you can see the court. Okay. Uh, like going more, back. Yeah, more like a side view. Yeah. I'm trying to, that I'm surprised like that doesn't ring a bell at all. Super dodgeball, dude, it's awesome. But there's there's too many characters or sprites on the screen, so it's really janky. But mm. every time you you have a ball or the whole thing flashes the whole oh, time, yeah. it's just constantly I, I flashing. But still fun. I still get on and play super so that's dodgeball. That's the first game you ever saw. Yeah, it's the first game I played or saw. Or... It was that because you had it at home. I had it at home. I, okay. I think we had Mario and Duck Hunt. And I played a lot of Duck Hunt. I played a little Mario, but like. I think I beat the first level of Mario like a thousand times, yeah. like the first two levels, and then went outside or something. And your older brother's how much older than you? He's seven years older than I am. Okay, so did Six he have any consoles before the NES? No. He was into video games a little bit, but the NES was our first. Okay, so that's the first time you the family got any sort of game. Yeah, and he got crazy good at Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's a good game. I thought he was lying to me, because I remember him playing it growing up, but not... So then we got it on Switch or emulator. No, th- no this is like ten, fifteen years ago. He he was he was doing security at a, a DI, one of the stores. So he found a original Nintendo. We we played it, and he's like, "Oh, I can beat Mike Tyson." And I said, "You're lying. That's nobody beats Mike oh, so Tyson." It, not only did he do it, but he did it on an OG on, a, on an original yeah. system. Dusted it off, yeah, put it yeah. in, and like the first run went through, beat Mike Tyson, and. Then I went, oh, my brother's better than me at everything. Okay. <laughs> Older brother throwing down. Oh, yeah, he's got skills. I never, he was good. Cause there's a, I could get to the guy, two guys before Tyson. I believe it, uh, the, the guy I could get to was Soda Pop, Popinski, whatever. Popinski. Popinski. And then I, there was one guy in between him and Tyson, but I never got past Soda Pop. Oh, who is that dude? I can't remember. I think it's, it's like the second, not the second bald bow, but the second, though. I think the Japanese guy, something. Oh, there was like a. Oh no, that's Street Fighter. It's like E Honda or that's Street Fighter. Yeah, but in the original Punch Out, you fight um, the bald, the raging bull or bald bull guy. There's two bosses you fight twice. Like you fight a second version of them, and the second version is harder than the first version. And the guy right before Tyson, I'm pretty sure someone listening is like probably calling me out. But I thought it was Soda Pop, the second version of one of the previous bosses, and then Mike Tyson. And I, I could get to Soda Pop, but uh, that's as far – and I could never beat that motherfucking asshole. Soda Pop is hard. He's so hard. He is legitimately really hard to He's beat. He's really hard. I could never yeah. beat him. I gave up. 
I never, I never knew anybody that could even get to Tyson. So to this day, I'd put money on it. Aaron can go out, pick up an NES, and go through the whole game and beat it. He's amazing. He is a Mike Tyson's punch out wizard. It kind of makes sense because that game is built around trial and error and pattern memorization. And once you've memorized all the patterns for every person, and if you really memorize it deep, yeah, you could go back and pick it up and get right back. Especially because you start on the first character who's easy. And by the time you get farther on, you're like remembering, you're probably, you're, you know what I mean? You're picking back up what you remembered. You've that game's like more like a puzzle game than a fighting game. You yeah, memorize like, the patterns. Yeah, just memorize the pattern. It's like, okay. And the, each character had like a, like a, not, I guess a secret. Like Ball Bull, when he would rage down, go back and forth and rage. If you hit him in the stomach right before he hit you, it was like an instant knockdown. Yeah, double over and yeah. get hit. And- or, uh, I mean, King Hippo had the, you had to stun him and then hit him in the stomach and he'd pull his pants up. But I, I think every character had like a, oh yeah, like remember the Indian guy that like, he would like transform into multiple people and be a circle. Yeah, and his gem and his turban and his would gem. line up. And, and, if, and if, you hit him, if you hit him with a regular jab right when the circle thing was ended, it would be an instant knockdown. So every character had like those. Well, that's what I loved about it. Like the secret. It was risky though. Like the timing of the window was small. And if you messed up, then you got hit. That game was awesome. I love that game. That game was amazing. I did. You have, did you play the Super Nintendo version? No. Super Punch Out. I never played it either. The Super Nintendo. I have a big gap in the Super Nintendo because I never had a Super Nintendo. Would you go from NES to what? To a Genesis. Ooh. And I don't know why I had a Genesis. I don't remember how I got a Genesis. I just had one. There's it just appeared in my house. Well, before we can go deep, because that was my second console. But I want to. Is there anything else on NES to you that? Stood out that you guys played a bunch. We played a uh, like all the Mar- like Mario three, of course, because everyone a huge one. Yeah. everyone played Mario three. Duck Hunt is still the best light gun game of all time. Nobody's ever done a light gun game better than Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt's rad. We had that. We had a volleyball game that was pretty cool. Volleyball. We, it was like a beach. Yeah, it was I was like a say beach. There's like a beach. I've I got all these weird. About. I don't know why I, I should play more Mario. I played all the. <laughs> I played all the weird NES games. But we had a beach volleyball game that was super dope. I got addicted to that game. Was it California games? I think no, that didn't have beach. That was like I don't think there was a no, there was a volleyball. There was yeah, there was but California I did games. have California games on an Atari Lynx system. Did you get a Lynx later? Yeah, so I got a Lynx after I had a Genesis. Really? Yeah. What'd you have on Lynx? I had California games. There was like a top down not 1942, but one of those airplane... Airplane bullet hell shooter. Yeah, yeah one of those shooters. Uh, what else was on that thing? There was a cool... Dude, I don't remember. I haven't played a Lynx in so what long. What made you end up getting a Lynx? I've got a cousin, Steve, who's like seven or eight years older than I am. And he had a Lynx. And we would mm. do, like our family would do road trips together. Wow. And he had a Lynx. And that thing was so rad. It was so ahead of its time. The Lynx was... It was colored, but it took... I don't like twenty nine D batteries or something. <laughs> it was it was a beast of a machine, and it lasted a few hours. But the Lynx was awesome. Yeah, that was that was a you could flip it up and play vertical too. So it would play horizontal. It had buttons so you could play Wait, like that's vertical. a portable console. Yeah, it's a portable. Oh, I didn't even know there was in a portable Atari. Dude, I still have one. I'll show you. Damn, it's a portable. There's something new every day. Yeah, the Atari Lynx. That system was. Full color. It was a colored screen. You could flip it up. Well, it's a full color portable. Full color portable. So this is, if that's pre-NES, then that's like, because 
I don't know if it was pre. I think it was post I'm going to screw this up because people really know games and I yeah. know, but it was, I think it was, at, oh, I'm going to screw it up. I think it was after the NES, but I think it was before or the same time as the Game Gear. But I think it was a little bit yeah, before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Did it beat Game Gear as for first colored handheld? Because the game, I had a Game Gear, the same thing. It took a bajillion batteries and it would last. I, yeah, I had know. a Game Gear. I, dude, I don't remember, but I'm pre- I had to guess, I think the Atari Lynx came it out. Sounds, it I think it like came out really, before the Game yeah. Gear. They, yeah, that's that's pretty dope. I didn't even know there was an. I knew there was a bunch of Atari consoles. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they ever put out a handheld one. The Lynx was. Yeah, you had a cable. That's why I think it was called the Lynx. You could link them together, oh. so you could have two of them together. That that system was awesome. Oh, I have to recommend a podcast to you, by the way, and to everyone. It is. I don't know if it's because I've been listening to too much of the same podcast, too much Rogan, too much. And I'm like in the mood for something different. It's called Business Wars. And it's very produced sort of like NPR. It's not just a free-flowing podcast like this. It's more like a radio show. And they do a series or it's like a TV series, but it's in podcast format. And they chronicle Business Wars like rivalries and they do a bunch of research on what happened and they kind of come up with fake conversations that sort of mimic what probably what went down and uh they do one with sony versus nintendo and like the beginning of sony and the beginning of nintendo oh, and, the, and the playstation and the like all this in atari and all like the console world and they do sony versus xbox and uh anyway they talk a lot about um handhelds anyway i, I don't want to give anything away but it kind of connects. I just realized by connecting it to what you're saying, I would spoil the podcast. <laughs> so I just listen to it. I think you'd like it. All right. Business Wars. Business Wars. And I'm just look it. up all the ones, they, all the video game ones. And they're, each episode's like 25 minutes. It's like, there's like six or seven per like subject. Dude, that sounds good. I'll go so it's like that. two hours total to like hear the whole, and they do an amazing job. I already loved the PlayStation one. It's my favorite console. And I and it goes through how like the main guy behind the PlayStation One and the, the, his backstory. I don't want to ruin anything, but like the PlayStation One is literally a miracle in a lot of ways that it ever became even a console that came on the market. And it's because Nintendo stabbed Sony in the back. It's this crazy story. They had a partnership. Do you remember? Do you see any headlines recently about the Nintendo PlayStation? That was a real console. That was a real thing that just that got really sold. Exists. Yeah, and the reason why it existed and why like. I didn't know this. I'll give some of it away. So Sony and Nintendo were working on the on the console together because Nintendo wanted Sony was a like a they were just like a tech company. They weren't involved in video games and Nintendo needed sound processors for the Super Nintendo. So they they started their relationship. Sony was manufacturing sound chips for the SNES. And there was a guy Kutaragi, this is his last name. He'd been wanting to make a 3D he saw early on a, a Sony tech demo, like when they had this computer that was as big as this room back then, this giant supercomputer. And he saw a demo of like an early 3D graphics and it blew. And he was a video game nerd growing up. And he's like, I need to, that's the future. Digital, not cartridges, CD, 3D graphics for video games. And he, he spent all these years trying to set it up. They were, they were about to announce it at CES, the Nintendo PlayStation, the partnership. Sony gets up, announces everything. Like we, we, us and Nintendo, we're going together. This is the new console, whatever. And it's a huge thing. Nintendo does their conference next, and they announce their partnership with Philips. 
Oh, that's brutal. In the public eye. And like, so that's kind of just the gist. It goes into like why that happened and all the reasons why and what Sony did and what Nintendo did and why Nintendo did that and what their like strategy was to try to hurt and blah, blah, blah. It gets into all of that and explains how the PlayStation still came to be. It's a really, really good. If you're into video games and history and any of those things, um, it's so good. That's right up my nerd alley. You need to you need to listen to it. Yep, I'm I down. Think Business Wars. My brother recommended it to me. Shout out to my brother. One of the it's it's so good. But uh, I was going to say they talk a little bit about Sega and the Genesis. And you, um, but I wanted to ask uh, Nintendo. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, what's the what game do you think you spent the most time? playing on nes cumulative hours total play nes on nes dude it's got to be super dodgeball really i played so much super super dodgeball so that's the number one big hitter for nes what's the number one big header for genesis uh streets of rage 2 yes (laughs) ah yes (laughs) i love me some streets of rage it might still be the world's greatest video game it's way high on my so list. So you, uh, yeah, I always, always argue with people because I had Genesis and I, had, I got Streets of Rage 1, which was good. And then I got 2, which was amazing. Uh, 2 was definitely better than 1. 1 has a special place in my heart because it was like the first one. But it was uh, better than Final Fight, I thought. Because I'd play Final Fight in the arcades and Final Fight was on the Super Nintendo. And so when I would have like my fanboy arguments with kids at school, they'd be like, "What? well, I think Final Fight's better. No, Streets of Rage is better because of blah, 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 blah. And we'd argue about which is better. And I was always Streets of Rage, ride or die. Dude, ride or die. Streets of Rage 2 is, <sighs> I have no words. It's the best game of all time. It's way high up there that's on my list. Fi- yeah. I can still, I st- that's in a Genesis collection on Switch. Yes, I have that collection. I still will come home after Jiu-Jitsu, I'm dead tired, and just blast through that game. It is this one of the best beat 'em up games of all Definitely. time. One of my way fav- high up there. One of my favorite memories. You know Kevin Howard. We like right after my mission, probably, probably like twenty two. We played through all three Streets of Rages. I think in one night. Like we stayed up all night, but it was on emulator, so we had infinite lives. So you just always continue and you die. But we sat down and together on the same computer with sharing the keyboard because he didn't even have controllers <laughs> like he has the right side of the keyboard and we went through all streets of rage one two and three all the genesis ones and that was like dude one of the funnest nights of my life it was so fun i just started playing streets of rage three because i never you never played, played it? it no but it's in that it's genesis decent. collection i yeah. got but it, dude it's way harder either that or i got really bad at video games it's owning a Genesis. i don't can't remember it being harder that's the one where it I'm has getting, the rollerblading kid right yeah i think they both do She's Rage 2 has the rollerblader kid? Yeah. Does it? I promise. She's Rage 2 has only, it's only three characters, right? Streets of Rage 2 has four. Who is it in Streets of Rage it's 2? It's got, oh, let's see how good Axel, I am. It's got Axel. Blaze. Blaze, who I had, that was probably my first crush in real life was Blaze. And then the black dude, right? Skate. The rollerblading the, uh, kid was named Skate. Skate. I don't know how they came up with that, but his name is Skate. And then who's the fourth in Streets of Rage 2? Max. He's like this monster, Lou Ferrigno-looking oh, giant yes. guy. And in Streets of Rage 3, instead of Max, you have the robot old man. Yeah. It's like cybernetically augmented. Which they have no explanation why no. they switch out. <laughs> Where did this technology <laughs> come from? Since when do we have cyborgs? What happened to Max? I don't know, but now there's a cyborg here. Yeah. That game in the soundtrack, Streets of Rage 1 soundtrack, is is a, kind of like a cult classic. A lot of in the video game world that's considered... I don't remember the soundtrack from 2 and 3, but I do remember the soundtrack from 1. It's pretty good. It's Street pretty Street good. Rage 2 has a is pretty, pretty banger good? soundtrack. Yeah, it's really good. 
And is Mr. X the end boss in Streets of Rage 2? Yes. Yes. I think he's in both. In Streets of Rage 2, I remember the biggest chain was the special move. In Streets of Rage 1, your special move is you call in like a like a, like a, cop, a, car a cop car, like launch missiles out of missiles. the... Yeah. This is why the 90s were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> a cop car would come in, launch missiles out of the trunk. Because that's what, that's what cops do, by the yeah. way. They, they, yeah. they just launch missiles into crowded civilian areas yeah. where there's clowns fighting girls in miniskirts. This is why I don't speed. <laughs> I'm too afraid. <laughs> so they, America. <laughs> that was pretty good, but... But Streets of Rage 3, I just started playing it. That game's awesome. I do remember liking you it. You can sprint. You can do... Oh, your, yeah. There was a sprint mechanic. Yeah. And then your special meter, like, fills up. So in Streets of Rage 2, I think if you hit the, like, your special, your special button, it takes, it takes health away. away. Yeah. But in Streets of Rage 3, it just constantly refills. Uh, it's like a cooldown. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Have you played any other beat-em-ups? Because beat-em-up was a pretty big genre in our growing up. Like, the arcades were filled with beat-em-ups. Yeah, on Genesis, that was like my main one, but I played a ton of... In arcade, there was the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Arcade game, and that where the first elevator was like on fire or something. Yes, a, the, for the, op- the first one, which was, I think is just Turtles, uh, the, the building's on fire, like Splinter's like, go save April, and they jump down, and they run in, and you, the building's on fire, and you fight, I think, Rocksteady at the end of the level he comes up through like the remember the white things like the craig little tunneling yeah, robots they would drill up they would the drill up and shredder can't comes and steals april and steals april from and yeah yeah have to fight bebop or something yeah that, that game second was yeah the second was the streets and you fight bebop and then it goes on and on and then there was i don't know if it was there was one in between it but the next one i remember is turtles in time is that the third one, or was there one? Was that the one right after? I don't remember. Turtles in Time was good, though. Yeah. But then there was like the first or first or second Turtles games, which I don't. I still don't know how to play those games. Wreck like on top, and you fall into a sewer. Yeah, and that's you, the NES one. And I never knew where to go. Yes. And I just got mad. That one was that has been brought up on the podcast a bunch of times. I made it pretty far, so like that that game was cool because the map was like a top down view, and then when you went down the sewer or in a building, it switched to side view. And it was way difficult, and I would always get to a point where I could get to the second map, and you get the van. You get the van of like the machine guns and the pizza shooter on the like the second world map, but I could never like get past. The... See, I didn't know because I've never made it to the second because world that map. game was. I get too frustrated. That game and quit. was like a lot of NES games were. Did they realize like five year olds were playing these games? <laughs> like, did anyone think? Wait. <laughs> Those games were so unnecessarily hard. Unnecessarily, like, ah, they'll figure it out. Or maybe they were thinking, well, we want them to, like, we don't want them to beat it and not, and then get bored of it and move on. Well, actually, no, they would want that because then you buy a new game. Yeah, somebody told me they were hard for longevity. So it was like, well, we got to make this game hard. So, because if you get good at it, you can beat an NES game in like, Super an fast. hour or something yeah, if you're yeah. good at it. So they just made them so brutal. So you could, you'd spend all summer trying to beat a stupid game. But maybe they weren't producing enough games. But if they were addicted to it and they beat it and they they got to move on to the next, then they'd be willing to buy another game. So wouldn't that make more sales? I don't know. I only know about jujitsu and, <laughs> and video games. I like. Yeah, That's I think it. they were making up for that, and there's probably a reason why. Because one, I don't think they could. They don't. I don't think they could produce that. The games are hard to make. So right, if they say they make your game and you pay fifty bucks for it. And it la- and you beat it in two hours. Maybe you feel like you got ripped off, and you go buy someone else's game. But I'm not gonna have. It's gonna take me another year to release my next game, and maybe you won't buy it because you're pissed off. The last game you brought from us was only two hours. That's probably what it was. And then they swung too hard, made games like Battletoads, which are impossible. Have you ever watched any YouTube clips of people playing that game? No, no. Like 
Just like any game, there's people online that play it. And Are there they people make, that actually beat it online? Yeah, and they make it look easy. Oh, you watch it them. and you go, that game doesn't look hard. But then I remember, no, 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 that was like one of the worst. I could make it to whatever level it was where you're swinging down. Oh, you got past the speed bike? Yeah, I don't know if it was before or after. Okay. But you're on a vine and you're swinging it against the walls. And oh, yeah, coming down that's before and, speed bike. Yeah, I, I could make it to there and that was about it. Did you ever play Master Blaster? Yeah, Master Blaster that was cool. That one was hard as shit and confusing. I never knew when to went, but I loved the premise. Master Blaster's cool. You, like a giant hole appears in your backyard. You go down and there's a giant toad and you get a cool tank. Because yeah, you're in like love with a frog or something. Yeah. Right? You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> like your little frog gets turned into a giant frog and then there's a tank waiting for you with a cannon that's badass in a suit. Every five-year-old's dream. Dude, th- there's two new ma- uh, Blaster Masters on Switch, too. Really? They are good, too. I, I didn't even know. Go get them. There's so many like indie games on Switch. Now I go to the store. I can't even keep up. The new Blaster Masters are dope. They're good. They're really good. Were they Are they Switch originals, or are they a port from like a Game Boy Advance or something? Uh, I think they're... I don't know. They're Blaster Master Q, whatever that is. So I think they're... I think the first Blaster Master Q is... I think it's the original game. But it's totally redone. Okay. I think. I think it's like a remaster of the first game. I think. I don't think there was another one on the NES. I think there was only the one. Maybe there was two on the NES. I can't remember. That game was confusing, though, because I didn't understand the concept of like a Metroidvania getting abilities to unlock other areas. So I'd play that game and just like get to a point, like the same wall every time, and be like, well, I can't get past this. And I like I, that's it. I couldn't play Metroid either on the NES. I didn't Zelda. My God, I would spend hours just wandering around. I never figured out. So I'm saying like, how did kids figure Zelda out? Because I spent a lot of hours on <laughs> Zelda, aimlessly wandering, and never figured out like, oh, you go to dungeons and you get pieces of Triforce, and then that gives you this. Dude, I'm 35 and still can't <laughs> figure out a top-down Zelda. But you love Breath of the Wild. I know that Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I've got too many hours into too Breath of the hours. Wild. 200 plus. I'm probably like 200 in. Yeah. That's a good game. The only game I've done 200 is The Witcher 3, and that holds a special place in my heart. You spend 200 hours with a game, it's like a child. It's just, it's special. The only problem is now I tried to restart Breath of the Wild, and I'm I'm done. I'm out. I but can't yeah, replay it. You can't replay it. You explore everything. This is always my question for Zelda people, because it's always Ocarina of Time is like the best, and Breath Usually. of the Wild. So which one's better? But I can go back and play Ocarina a hundred times, yeah. not get sick of it. I tried redoing Breath of the Wild. Like, nah, I'm out. I can't do this. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what? Yeah. So that's my, I don't know how you interact on a podcast, but that's my, <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there in the universe. That's my video game question. It kind of depends on, right? Because how many, if you think about it, total, you could argue about it a few ways. The total hours, the first time you played Ocarina of Time, I bet it took you maybe, if you're lucky, like you were really slow, like 60 hours, maybe. That game is not that long. No, it's not a very long game. So how many times have you played Ocarina of Time all the way through? Oh, dude, I bet you it's 50. Okay, so that's way more than 200 hours probably total. Yeah, so I'm going to ruin your math, but (laughs) I played Ocarina an insane amount of times. So you think you're more than 200 total hours on Ocarina than you are Breath of the Wild? Yeah, well then, yeah, I think the argument would be you'd have to, you'd have to give the nod, you'd have to give the nod to Ocarina of Time. Sorry to ruin your math. I see where you're going. Yeah. And I squashed it. I, I definitely have not played. I've played Ocarina all the way through twice, maybe, and I've tinkered around with mods. I definitely haven't put in 200 hours of Ocarina. I would say it's my or the Super Nintendo Mario uh, Mario 
dumbass. So it's Super Nintendo Zelda, I like. I like that one. They're kind of hit or That Link to the Past? Link to the Past, yeah. yeah. I played that one first, but the Ocarina of Time was the only, to this day, one of the only things that has ever motivated me to wake up early. <laughs> because I would want to play Ocarina before school. I was so addicted. That's like, I, you know, it's like I got to get a couple hours. I need as much Ocarina time as humanly possible. So I would wake up at like five, four forty-five, five, to try to get like a couple hours in of Ocarina before school. That and Dragon Ball Z. I used to wake up to watch Dragon Ball Z on Sunday morning. The only time it aired was like Sunday mornings at like six a.m. Yeah, they, these kids—they don't know about. They don't get it. We had to the struggle. Used to wake up. We've got it too good. I also have a theory. I don't know. It depends on which of your family is going to be listening to this podcast, how, you, how deep you want to go. I also have a theory that it's not good for young men to have – it be so easy to get a hold of lewd material. But the struggle when we grew up, like even if you wanted to look at like naked women, you couldn't. Where are you going to go? You don't have to like, especially pre-internet. What are you going to do? The only way you could look at it is if you had, if you're lucky enough that uh, one of your friend's dads had a stash or something, <laughs> which no one did. I would see it in the movies, like, well, but we grew up here in Utah. That was it. That's all you could do. I thought that was the thing. So, anyway, the point being is the struggle was real, <laughs> and I think video games, porn, all that stuff, like, it's too anything. I think I think you can. I think you can save this and make an actual really valid point. Anytime anything comes easily, it's not good for you. Like kids that are trust fund kids and they have too much money and life's too easy for them. How many of them spiral and just like piss it away in the wind? You know, like how many times have you known someone who's incredibly athletic, like has all the natural skill in the world, but they're lazy. I see it all the time. That's all like, there's just something about like, when things come too easy, it's almost, it like ruins the human brain. This is why I love jiu-jitsu so much. Yeah. To circle back around. Because <laughs> jiu-jitsu is always going to be hard. We have a, I had a student not too long ago said, well, when does this get easy? And then I laughed. I said, jiu-jitsu? Never. It's never easy. Never. It's always hard. It's always a struggle. But that's what makes it fun. If it was easy, I don't think it'd be fun anymore. And that kind of ties into maybe that's the magic of why the, the nostalgia for old school games is so high. Is because they were hard. They were brutal. They were no brutal checkpoints, hard. no save points. Yeah. Just back to the beginning. Here you go. Oh, Just... Castlevania, dude. Oh, no. That game makes me mad, too. Or Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2 on the NES. Because, uh, yeah, you die, you got to start all over again. Ninja oh. Gaiden is probably the first game I beat and was so proud of you myself. You beat that? Yeah. I never beat it. That game is that props to you, man. Ninja Gaiden 1 was... I that spent, game's hard as shit. That might be the hardest game I've ever beaten. I just I think I spent a whole summer just doing nothing but Ninja Gaiden. That game is hard. That game's super hard. Yeah. I, and I don't think I've played it since. I think I beat it <laughs> and went, yeah, I'm done. You were done. You were done. I don't think it was fun. After about a month, I just wanted to do it. Like, I don't think I'm having fun anymore. What did you, uh, what'd you get into on Genesis? On Genesis, so Streets of Rage 2 I got into. Oh, I, yeah. I had Sonic, and Son- I, but Sonic was all right. It was all right. Sonic 2 was... Did you play Mario? You didn't have a Super Nintendo. You didn't get into Mario either. No, my uh, in fact, my same cousin Steve. He had a Super Nintendo. All right, so you so, got a little bit of exposure to Super. Yeah, so we I never got into Mario on the like Super Mario World till later, but we had like Street Fighter Two was huge. Yes, and then on Genesis I had Mortal Kombat. Ooh, because it had blood. That's the whole reason you got a Genesis. Yes, this was the argument at school is because I always thought the Super Nintendo was like a baby. 
I was like, it doesn't even have blood. You can't turn on blood. It was like yeah. green blood or something. And gen- like Sega's overall, their marketing was more like edgy. It was aggressive. Yeah, it was aggressive. Though I did post, uh, I have a TikTok. I don't know if you use TikTok. It's actually pretty, it's dangerous. It's actually really entertaining. Like once the algorithm figures out what you like, it just starts feeding you 10 second videos and every single one is pretty entertaining. The only thing I know about TikTok is that if my daughter was a teenager, she shouldn't be on it. That's the only thing I hear about there TikTok. There is a, so when you first get on it and it like the algorithm has nothing to go off, right? It doesn't know what you want. It just defaults and it shows you like teenage girls doing dances. Like that's just. I can't get on TikTok. That's I'm just. Out. It's a little weird, and like some of them are super hot, and you're like, you like go to the profiles. It's like eighteen, like oh, oh, okay. Anyway, but then it, I, you start like you start, but it starts showing you shit. Like it'll it'll expand. Like it showed me this one awesome snowboarding trick, and I so I followed that person. Then it started showing me like snowboarding clips all the time, and then it started showing me video game clips. Then it showed like comedians. Then it like uh, it just starts picking up, and now it's like ninety percent shit that I think is like really good like actually like just random like this one kid it was him trying to hit a uh, a golf ball and then hit a second one and hit the same golf ball like a driver like at a driving range what and he does it like after like a hundred tries <laughs> he freaking hits drives a golf ball drives a second one and hits the first one midair that's incredible it's like yeah like there's that's so just stuff yeah there's a definitely like a teenage girl world of tiktok but there's also like this boys with nothing better to do than do crazy weird shit like teenage boys that have <laughs> nothing better to do than try TikTok, to hit fix your default <laughs> it's a weird default tiktok anyway it's i don't know why i was bringing it up because i think i what did i what were we talking about i posted something on tiktok and i got a bunch of views but what, what, what game were we talking about prior uh street fighter mortal kombat mortal kombat bloods genesis super nintendo arguing <laughs> what was it better why did i bring tiktok into this madness I don't know how, we got how did we get to tiktok <laughs> jeez Jeez, you know you, you are right though. Your teenage daughter should not be on TikTok. I've actually talked to Todd about this because um, me and Todd are playing around on TikTok. I was going to bring it up on for the podcast. I've been posting gameplay videos, and somehow what we were talking about related to one of the videos I posted. I can't remember which one, but I posted this one gameplay video of just of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's a Metroidvania game on PS One. For those not familiar, of just one of the bosses, and it was like it said something like, "This is one of my favorite video games." It's got two hundred and fifty thousand views. Oh my gosh! Just like this gameplay clip. And, it, and it's like I've gotten podcast subscribers from it. And so I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to play around with TikTok. I just post like gameplay clips and try to make like witty remarks or jokes or something. It's, I don't, it's just gameplay clips of old games that I think is dope. I just scour Instagram or the internet or I'll, I'll think of a game like, oh, I really like that one part of this game. Let's see if I can find that cutscene on YouTube, rip it, put it on my TikTok. Or I did a beat him up gold. Did you play Golden Axe? Remember Golden Axe? I love Golden, Golden Axe. Axe. Speaking Golden of Genesis, Axe is so good. I yes. played a lot of Golden Axe Golden one Axe. and two. So the you know the Golden Axe one, your special movie, Call on the Dragon. Yep. And the dragon like, I just I made like this thing like she calls in the dragon. I did captions like if they were talking and like oh f you I have a dragon f all of you <laughs> and like it's just and they'd hit each other and it's it's fun and it's been getting me followers. Uh, anyway, that's why I brought it up. There's a reason. I don't remember what game connected to what you were talking to. I posted some gameplay video. And we were, I posted a Streets of Rage, a Streets of Rage mod. There's a Bruce Lee mod for Streets of Rage 2 or 3 or any of the Streets of Rage. And you can play as Bruce Lee. 
What? Yeah. Okay, I'm getting a PC. Yeah. Dude. And I don't I, have a PC. Okay, this, I have a tablet. The Switch is awesome for like all the re- the retro releases. And now that you have that, there's emulator, emulators don't have as much. Before all these like virtual consoles, emulator, they only play... You, you had to get an emulator. But emulators still have the modding world. If you really want to play something cool, you find any one of your favorite games, and I guarantee there's going to be some weird mods that are amazing. And that's one of them. You, you can get Bruce Lee. I saw one that's the Teenage Ninja Ninja Turtles. So like like the Turtles in Time beat them up, or the first one with the, the fire. They take the sprites of those turtles. But in Streets of Rage? They put it in Streets of Rage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, need, oh, I need a PC. Yeah, baby. Oh, Dude, it's that's so, so good. cool. I haven't. I played the Bruce Lee one. the The Turtles one wasn't out when I was like balls deep into emulators, but I've seen vi- uh, video clips of the Turtles one. I'm gonna be in so much trouble when I go home and buy a PC yeah. on my way home. Dude, you should. I mean, look. The other thing is, most games now, especially on Xbox, if you're an Xbox kid, most games are going to come out on PC, and they're going to come with free upgrades or crossplay. So if you buy it on Xbox, the new Xbox, you can also play it on PC without buying it again. That's pretty dope. I think I need one. Yeah, so there's going to be that too. All right, you talked me into it. I'm in. Do it. They're amazing. They're amazing. PC Master Race. Um, do you play? Do you play Doom? Yes, Doom was good. I had our family. We had a computer, but it was like a. I don't. I don't like. I how many megabytes? Like five hundred megabytes or yeah. something? Or Intel Pentium Two? Yeah, that one was like that was huge. That we was had five hundred thirty-three megahertz processor. That's crazy. But we had Doom on there, and then I got Duke Nukem. The 3D one or the side scroller one? The 3D Duke Nukem. And then I got in trouble because I you could give them money. Yeah, you yeah, could give somebody baby. money for help. And then I remember <laughs> my mom was like, "What's this game?" I go, "I, I don't know. I just it was that just was here." Good. I was actually going to ask, did your parents have any <laughs> issues with Doom? That was a game that some parents. I don't had think issues they were with. really aware. Like they've yeah. never really said anything about any video game ever that I I was playing. I don't think they ever saw you had a Doom or anything freedom. Yeah, my parents are as cool. A teenager. Yeah, yeah, we could kind of do. I was never bad. I never got into trouble. I never yeah. did anything. I got a le- lot of leeway. Just I never. I was never bad. I never like. It was pretty boring. Yeah, and I was like that. Also, with you were just like this is what I'm going to do when it comes to church, and you already dealt with all that stuff. And yeah, you weren't doing anything crazy. Your grades were pretty good. I remember you ever having like super bad grades. Yeah, like normal grades. Yeah, like A's and B's. And- yeah, as long as you don't have bad grades. That's one thing I was on the Dane podcast. I think I talked about it. I've talked about it a couple of times is I didn't understand how my other friends didn't bro. If you just get good grades, that's like 60% more freedom immediately. No parent is going to be on your ass. If you come home straight A's, that's all parents care about. You have A's and B's. Yeah. That's like the number one index, especially when we were growing up is the number one indicator. Do I got to worry about my kid or not? You come home with straight A's. They're like, I don't give a shit what he's doing. (laughs) He came home with straight A's. I don't even want to know. You good job, son. Do whatever. And I got like, I think I got ten bucks in A, dude. So you know, and you have A day, B day, right? So you have like it's like ten classes total. So I could get like a hundred, two hundred bucks, or I don't remember what it was total. A lot of money. So I got that plus the freedom. I remember, I remember having the talk. I think with Danny Johnson or some of my homies like that couldn't do shit. And I'm like, dude, just get like, just do your homework. Like, just get a C. And, like they were like. If you're, if you're getting D's and F's, your parents are going to be on your ass. 
It was, dude, it was easier when we were in school too. Cause so we didn't, easy. if you had A's and B's, like school didn't care if you went. We just, no, I had, so I was not there. Yeah. It blows. They're strict. I just left. <laughs> yeah. They're strict about that. Timpanogos. I went to Timpanogos. My, you were the Timpanogos. I went there my senior year for, I think a days or one of the days, one of the a day or B day. You guys were pretty slack. Worm high was really slack with their at- attendance policy. Apparently now, according to my nephews, like they call your home if you miss once, and like yeah, you get in trouble. You have to go in on Saturdays yeah. and makeup days, and it's brutal now. Yeah, when, we did. I remember multiple times leaving class, seeing the principal, and telling him we're going to Seven Eleven to get a drink, and then we're coming back. And we had a, it was fine. What I don't know if there were hall monitors or yeah, whoever would patrol. But we had a guy who we used to go out and get donuts. Because Krispy Kreme had just opened. Just, oh, that was the. That was like the place. To, if you were cool, yeah. if you could show up at high school with Krispy Kremes. Yeah, like I was like, hey, sweet, I'm gonna have friends now. I got Krispy Kremes. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. So I just, and then he would like, like, hey, we're going. You want anything? He's like, yeah. Then I think he ended up getting fired because that was his whole job was don't let kids don't do let school. Kids do. Yeah, he they, would bribe you or give you cash to bring him back some Krispy Kreme. And the seminary thing was a loophole too. Because you could get credit for seminary, elective credit in Utah, because there's so many LDS members. And, but seminary, you could ditch. And all you had to do at the end of the year were like these worksheets to make up days. And I paid attention to so much church. Like I always was paying attention. I just remember things. I could do those worksheets by memory and just blast through them. Oh, easy. So I would just not go to seminary. And then at the end of the year, like, blast through 30 worksheets <laughs> and, and they only have so many right so you yeah. end up getting the same one again i don't know i never did the worksheets i just yeah. stopped going but then never this isn't real school I'm, I'm, yeah but i, I'm I had in. i had to graduate seminary my parents would have disowned me so i'd stopped going but then i would just do the worksheets and like no one really abused the system that bad that i knew of and so they they only had like yeah I want to say like ten different worksheets you could do to make up school time or make up missed classes, so you just end up doing the same worksheet like three or four times over. Oh, man, I should have made up. I could have free credit. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you you still get your elective credit. And, yeah, I just left and I, I put I it on, first period so I could sleep in. Is either that? That's the other trick. Either first period or last period. Those are the only two options for seminary. Yeah, middle of the day was no, no good. No, no, that's no. a rookie move. That's a rookie to put it middle move. of the day. First period you can sleep in or last. I I did first period my sophomore year, but then I did last period my junior and senior year. Because that's a pro move. Then I could just bounce after, especially because you only have two periods after lunch. So what I my senior year I set it up as wood shop and seminary. <laughs> so basically after lunch, peace. I did that with a welding class. So yeah. I was just like right, I'm out. I'll see you later. Yeah, and wood shop was like. Our woodshop class, it was the same thing. You'd go in and you'd do a punch card and like write what you worked on to the day. And so I was in advance. I had gone because so I did the woodshop. The first two woodshops, you had to do a project. You had to pick like a chest or a drawer and you had to finish it by the end of the, I guess, term, was it in high school or semester? Was it semester or terms? Uh, I term, can't right? Was it like I think quarters term. or whatever? But for advanced woodshop, you were just allowed to work on whatever you wanted. So I worked on, quote, pens, <laughs> making custom pens every day. <laughs> and my teacher 100% knew what was up, but I could pass the written test at any point. So he would, like, pass out quizzes, and I would just do the quizzes. And I was, and I, since I was passing all the tests, I think he was like, eh, whatever. I got a, I got a B. I didn't get an A, but 
Still got a wood be. shop. Like as long as you weren't cutting off your fingers, yeah. like the bar was just, you have your digits, you're fine. Yeah. You an A, you get a B, whatever. I just had a crazy memory as like a partial memory recovered of people doing a land party in school with TVs. Did you ever do that? So I think it was going on, but we didn't do, I don't think I did my first like land party cause I wasn't a, a computer guy Yeah. until we had, we all bought halo boxes. Halo. Right? Yeah. yeah. We bought the original Xbox and then that's all we did for about three and a half years of our lives. But I think that was the only time I land partied or first time was playing Xbox with what all do you have buddies. Xbox right now. Yeah, I've, well, I've got all. I've got a PS4, an Xbox, Switch. I think you can get Master Chief Collection on Xbox One. Oh, I have it. You do I play it. Is there crossplay with PC players? Uh, I don't. That I don't know. Because, bro, I've been Halo One every night the last like two weeks, and it's brought it's bringing back the good memories. I think we have a quarantine plan. While we're in quarantine, yes, we gotta play some Halo. That I'm um, like. The magic. Let's just go off on Halo because I'm. It's a popular game. Everyone talks about Halo, but I playing it recently has made me appreciate it more. Even though I knew I was way into it, but when people would bring it up on the podcast, it's like, yes, I don't want to spend too much time on Halo because everyone's played Halo. Everyone talks about Halo, right? It's not like an indie. That's because it's Halo. That's because it's fucking Halo, and I've been playing it recently. And the magic. What I like about it is uh, I've been playing with controller, right? Because the original Halo, we didn't have mouse and keyboard. A lot of people, I can tell, are playing with mouse and keyboard, and it's an advantage. But I want to be OG. I want to be good with the controller because that's how it was when we were playing it. Yep. So it feels normal. And just getting to the point where I'm in the pistol, people can complain about the pistol in Halo 1. It's overpowered. Yeah, but everybody starts with it. You know, like default setting, people, the pistol is overpowered. They're you, only mad if they're bad at Yeah, it. you got one too. Yep. It's not like I went and got the rocket launcher and you don't have one and it's it's uneven. No, you got this. We both start with the same it's pistol. It's a default weapon. It's a default weapon. And I've been getting really good at no zoom kills. Like, I forgot when we were, when we were playing a lot, I stopped using the zoom on the pistol. Unless they were really, really far away, like hang them high or something. Yeah, shooting across the top and they're trying to get the flag off yeah. the base. But and just getting people from far away with no zoom, and you can do it, and like you can still. I've been getting like that three headshot count with no zoom from like far away on the map. It's so satisfying. And something about Halo's the grenade throwing, like the way that feels, and even though there's no reticule, like aiming grenades is really intuitive. It still feels good. It feels so much Halo One better. still feels good. Yeah, something about the pace. Like it's a little slow, like turning around, but that's also what makes the game fun. It's like, because you don't have these super quick reaction times, you have to be really smart about your positioning. Because if you get caught off guard, you're not, it doesn't matter how good you are. You're not going to turn around and then get someone before they get you. Nah, if you get shot first, you're dead. You're dead. And so, because that that quick reflexes and that it kind of takes a little bit of the skill out because everyone's hindered by this, the movement speed. Everyone's hindered by kind of the game slow. Then you have to be really smart about where are they on the map? Where am I at? Where's my positioning? What are my flanks? And uh, I've just been remembering just recently this last week. Oh, this is why this game was so awesome. Cause I played a bunch of other first person shooters since then. And none of them have stuck with me, especially multiplayer. Right? Nothing has come close. No. Ex- Man, there's been a few that I sort of got sort of got into, but Halo is the only one that I'm like I want to get good and I want to fuck guys up. I always go back to Halo. Yeah. I always think I'm going to get into other shooters. I got into Call of Duty. I got into like Modern Warfare Two for a while because that, that game was a good was, one. That yeah. game was rad. But then I just always go back to Halo. That's always if I want to play a shooter, it's ruined me for all other shooters. 
I'm like, it's always, well, that doesn't feel like Halo. I'm going back. It feels, it's just so balanced. It's just perfect. It's yeah. a perfect game. Man, it's so good. I love Halo. That was the best. We had our apartment. Yeah, that which, was one of the best times of life. Yeah, with somebody, I don't remember who, I think it was a guy named Cade, took a, <laughs> we were, took a key off my ring, made a key to our apartment, so we would come home, me and uh, Repej had our apartment together. We came home, you had stolen a key from us, <laughs> came home, there's like 14 guys in our apartment, just playing I Halo do, I every do day. <laughs> I don't know if I, I think I took one and made a cop. I can't remember, I do remember... Like getting a hold of a key. So for, for reference, <laughs> you and Rapej were the first people I knew out of my not just my group of friends, but my extended group of friends. Like all of my friends, friends of friends, were the first people I knew that got their own apartment. Yep, you were the like, first ones, and I remember thinking, like, how the hell did they do that? Well, we had jobs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were responsible. I had I had a job too, but it was at Ernie's, and I made four point five dollars an hour. Hey. Side note, Ernie's is, is the shit. It's that, the thing good. I'm not talking sh- any shit on Ernie's. It's worth it. When I've met almost all my best friends. Go to Ernie's. From working there. And it's amazing. But yeah, we, I just remember thinking like, oh my God, they have an apartment. Like, that's so cool. And we'd go over there and we would just eat all of your guys' food. Chandler <laughs> would just raid your freezer. And like Chandler had this. So I, I would eat people's food too, but like people would get super fucking pissed at me. I had to be careful. And, and a lot of times I would just like not think about it and I would do it. Chandler had like this personality where no one would really get mad at him because he's so like lovable. You know what I mean? He's the greatest. Chandler's he's the, like, the best. He's just the best. And so, and he would just empty your guys' shit out and you get kind of <laughs> mad at him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, he can get away with it. Or it was I've- my first taste of adulting. Like, I couldn't figure out why my parents would get mad at me for not <laughs> leaving food out or not eating all the food. I had, yeah. And they were like, but Chandler was kind of like my first kid. I was like, Chandler, there's, we just bought this pizza, man. Like, or I, I my one specific memory, I only really have one memory of actually him eating your food, but I, I remember him cleaning out a whole package of burritos. We were playing, we were, we were playing Halo at your house. I think you were gone, but Repej was there, and like because we, for so for reference, just so people understand the background, Repej and Danny f- really like eighteen years old, like freshly eighteen years old. Probably. Yeah, I think it was like right after we graduated. Right, high school. You guys get an apartment, so it's the only place that like a legitimate group of twenty boys, extended group of friends, can go hang out with no parental supervision. Is this one tiny apartment? <laughs> So th- we were, you guys never had an apartment to yourself. There was always at least three or four other dudes there hanging always. out. There's always. Always somebody in Which, there. At that age, it's fun. Like, you want that. Now that would drive me crazy. I need 90% alone time <laughs> and 10% social time. But at 18, you want just to hang out with your boys. That's all you want to do. And so we were there all the time, and you weren't there. And I remember, I remember, I don't know if it was Repej or someone else, me and this other person. I, I think it was Repej. We're like talking shit like, you know, Danny's going to kick your ass and just <laughs> and just Chandler over the course of like two hours playing Halo, eating your entire, like a full, those yellow, like the, what's the brand of the, the yellow packaging and the, the Mexican hat? Oh, the frozen pizzas? burritos. Oh, frozen burritos. Oh, the burrito. I don't remember the burritos. Yeah. We lived off frozen burritos and Totino's pizzas. And Totino's pizzas. That was it. That's and all he, we lived on. He went through a whole pack of burritos and I was just like, dude, you're going to die. They're going to, he's going to kill you. <laughs> He didn't though, but we do take out a lot. Yeah. And then that one time you're talking about, we surprised you guys came home like ready to go. Here's your drink. Here's your pizza, whatever it you was. You had us logged in. There was, a, <laughs> there was a chair and a Mountain Dew and you, and I was logged in 
ready to go. I think the best, we came in and there was no word said. We'd just gotten home from work. There was 14 dudes. Everyone acted like, yes, this always happens. Yeah. And we just sat down and started playing. I think we played for like seven hours or something. Yeah. And back in the day. <laughs> then that, we did it for two years straight after that. Oh, it was solid probably two years of yeah. Halo Nights. And back in the day, the, the ability to get 16, you know, if you had the full four Xboxes, four TVs, four controllers each, like a full 16. Like I had never played anything with 16 people because, again, I didn't have a really PC growing up either as a kid. So the ability to land party or play online was – Halo was the first really experience. I had done co-op, like split screen, GoldenEye or Halo. When we started doing those land parties – and I remember, I don't know if it was the first time, but one of the first times, probably the first time at your apartment, we did the full, we got the full 16 because it was hard to get that many Xboxes and TVs yeah, organized. Awesome. But it was like, I didn't ever want it to end. And I saw a meme the other day that was, uh, it's 1998. You just, you, you got four controllers and a pizza and you're playing GoldenEye. Little do you know, this is as good as life is ever going to get. <laughs> like, that's true, but it should actually be Halo. Not GoldenEye. Dude, that's so, that's still not just favorite video game, but just favorite time period yes. of life. Such that a was, magical age. Yeah. Unless my wife is listening, then like now's my, my favorite. <laughs> but, but before I was married, that was by, by far my favorite. Dude, that was some good times. That was just the, oh, that was the best. And we all got pretty, I mean, we all got pretty good at Halo. We got pretty good. We you got were really good. good. You're really good at Halo. I I remember Ryan Zabriskie being the best out of everyone I knew. Did you ever play with Ryan? Yeah, Ryan was good. Who was the best that you remember? I know it wasn't me. I know it was good, but I was never the best. Uh, Repej was pretty good. Repej. Repej got good. Everybody was pretty... That's what made it fun. I think everyone was kind of even. So that's that's what I remember it just being... Yeah. It was fun because it could be... It could flip-flop any night. Did you ever play with Danny Warner and Trey Warner, the Uh Warners? So I, I, we were all really good, and Ryan was pretty good. It was a brisky. He's the Ernie's guy. He was definitely like a little better, but I went and played with the Warners. That's like this family. They're all like beautiful men, yeah, blonde hair, blue. They're all yeah. like they would all make Hitler just blush yeah. in excitement. And they were really good at music. I knew them from music, playing drums, and they were kind of like cool kids. So I didn't think they were into video games. And we were talking like, oh, we play Halo, and I'm like, okay, let's play Halo. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna. St- Steamroll these pretty boys. They don't even know what they're getting into. These tall, Bro, Greek, they Swedish wrecked guy. me. I was last place every game. And this is when I was playing with you guys all the time. This is like peak performance. I could not believe how good they were. And I was In angry. I was like, they're, they're better looking. They're taller. They're richer. They're better at music. Yeah, you can't I be, have nothing. You can't be handsome and good at video yeah, games. Not fair. No, Dude, pick you're one. you're 6'2", ripped and handsome, and now you take Halo from me? Pick one or the other. Yes. You can't have both. That's when I knew there was no God. Because, <laughs> look, all men are not created equal. You can't have everything. No. People are not created equal. Look, I think we should all be treated equally. We all have value. But yeah. we are not created equal. That is correct. We are not. There are some men that no matter how much I train jiu-jitsu will break me in half, <laughs> no matter what. Yoel Romero, did you listen to the recent uh, Fight Companion on Rogan? No, I didn't hear This it. was amazing. <laughs> so they say after Yoel's fight, with the second fight with Whitaker, uh, maybe it wasn't the first fight. One of his fights, he cracked his or- orbital and they took him to the doctor because they were worried like he couldn't fight to get his cl- well, how long his clearance would be That's before serious. he could fight again. And the guy that examines Yoel 
gets back to the UFC doctor, and I guess Rogan knows this from talking to the UFC doctor, and he's like, I normally don't tell things, but I feel like I had to tell the public this because it's so cool. The, the guy asks the UFC doctor, he goes, hey, where'd you get this guy? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, he's awesome, right? And he's like, no. Like, where'd you guys get this guy? He's not normal. And they're like, what do you mean? He goes, the the just the muscles behind his eyes that, like, keep your eyes – give your eyesight and your ability to focus and release your pupils and zoom in and out are four times bigger than any human I've ever seen. And I've been doing this for 50 years. Oh my gosh. He's a mutant. And then, the, and then he went off and there was some more, and they're like, Yoel is legitimately not normal. He's a terrifying guy. He's not normal. Now he might be an actual like genetic experiment done in Cuba in the fifties. But if he's not, all men are not created equal because there's a Yoel out there. This is this is where I get in trouble sometimes because we have kids and adults classes at yeah. Lehigh Judo, and the kids, if you're the black belt, you're the instructor. They think you're invincible, unstoppable, which is completely untrue. But they're like, "Is it cool? You can beat everyone up, and you just you got to slow your roll, kid." Because <laughs> there's Romero's, and then and then there's I mean, just local guys too. Yeah. Like anyone can get beat, anyone can get tapped, but anybody terrifying. Yeah, just, all men are not created equal, and apparently, slow your roll, kids. Apparently, like, I bet Yoel would, could, if Yoel put the same amount of time into Halo as we did, he'd be better than us. I can already tell you. Yep, that's true. Because there's just men that are better. His fingers probably have extra fibers in them. He's got better vision, better reaction time. Anyway, the Warners, they just made me so angry because we were playing (laughs) Halo and I could hang with our core group of dudes, which is anywhere from 10 to 20 guys on average coming in and out. On any given day, there's at least a four-game game going. I think eight. We usually at least had eight guys playing at any given night and sometimes 16. And I would hold my own and they just, they train wrecked me. But yeah, you got to get on, you got to get it. I've been, it's like the magic will come back and you I've will been feel a lot it. on Xbox, just the Master Chief collection. Yeah. Tons of Halo still. The 360, right? No, for the, well, the Xbox One. They had a Master Chief collection on Xbox One? Oh, yeah. Wait, no, not Xbox One, the original Xbox. No. We're talking about Xbox. Why did they, first off, <laughs> yeah, Xbox, who is naming your shit? Can we talk about this for yes. a second? And the next one's the Xbox Series I'm X. I'm not really a PlayStation guy, but PlayStation, good job. Look, one, one two, two, three, four, five. It's easy. Done. Easy. So Xbox, dude, I can't keep it straight, <laughs> and I love video games. But I can't imagine the parents or grandparents yeah. that... Have to go buy an Xbox and you how mean many... Xbox One, the new Xbox. Yeah, the the latest the Xbox latest Xbox One. Now, not the Xbox One X or whatever. I can't keep track. Yeah, the but next what... one's called Series X, by the way. I, I who cares? Who cares? Get it? Start over. <laughs> just we're just they should just start naming them <laughs> Xbox and then the year it was released. I... Xbox two thousand one, Xbox two thousand seven, whatever. What frustrates me is they have the best code names too. They'll call it like Project Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, that's way cooler. So rare. Like, why didn't you just call it that? Like, I've got an, a Project Scarlet. I've got an Xbox Scarlet. So rad. Yeah. Why do you? And then they, I, and then they, I don't they get screw it. it up. Okay. I I, hope, I I wonder if there's crossplay. There might be. Because Games Pass, one of the features of Games Pass, which is both on Xbox One and PC, is that you can play with each other, cross-play. And well, it's, it's got to be then, right? Yeah. It's Master Chief. It's on the uh, Game Pass. Yeah, it's on, that's what I have. Game Pass is the shit, by the way. Five yeah. bucks a month for like 200 some odd games. Xbox does not get enough credit for the Game Pass. Yeah. Like once, so I went to PC 
because games were cheap and you can get them on deep, deep discount sales and mods. And obviously, if you have a nice PC and have a really good graphics card, you get the best graphical and performance out of most games. But And I would buy all these games on Steam on sale, but I would end up honestly playing like literally 10% of the games I buy. Because that'd be like a deep publisher sale. I'd be like, oh, I want th- that game's only five bucks or ten bucks. It's normally forty or fifty, and I just buy all these games, thinking, but I don't have the time to play that many games, and I end up spending more money than if I just pay five bucks a month and play the games that interest me. Well, that are available. yeah, then if a game sucks or not, like nothing is more. Br- well, I should first world problems. Yes, nothing's more brutal than dropping like a sixty sixty bucks and, and then not liking it. I did that with uh, Red Dead De- uh, Redemption too. too. Yeah, I hated that game, but the hype. I got caught up in the hype. I bought it, played it for an hour, and just said, "Nope, it's this so sucks. slow." Yeah, so boring. There's too many systems. I have to groom a horse. I don't want to groom a horse. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I just like, want to ride it. I don't want to groom it. Well, but then I was like, "Well, it looks so good." I'm like, "That's cool." I don't want to groom a good looking horse. I don't want to do any of this. I want to. Yeah, you're not that type of gamer. You like those like crack addiction, like. Lots of repetition, Diablo. Yeah, this, this bullet shooter. That one you recommended to me, the bullet, the, the plane shooter one. Oh, oh, Skyforce. Skyforce. That ruined me for like a solid two months. <laughs> that game is grindy. I've got Breath of the Wild hours into Skyforce. Yeah, Skyforce. I can see is why. Dope. I had to give up because I'm like, if I first committed, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade everything to the max and get all the stars. One, and I got into it. And I put like 20, 30 hours into it, and I realized like there's still like two more unlocks for of difficulty for every level, and each one of those unlocks has four stars, and they're getting harder and harder. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's gonna take me 300 hours to do this. Like, I don't know if I can commit to that. It's an amazing game, but I, I, I gave up. I couldn't become a black belt. I couldn't I do love, it. Oh man, I love Skyforce. It's, it's so good, good though. It's a good bullet hell game because I grew up on PS1. There was a, a game called Raiden. The Raiden series. I think there's two or three of them. It's like a bullet. It's the first bullet hell game. I played a ton of those. Oh, I was going to ask you, was there anything else on Genesis that stuck out to you? Uh, I played like a lot of uh, Aladdin. That was, that was Aladdin a was super cold good. classic, famous one. Aladdin was good. I had Lion King. Lion King was crazy hard. Yeah. I remember Lion King as well. But I played a lot of Aladdin, a lot of Lion King. Aladdin got a Streets of ton Rage. of um, praise because they had actual Disney animators do the sprite work. It look it still it looks good. amazing. Yeah, it, it yeah, still it looks really look good. good. They had a what was the light game? Cowboy Lethal Enforcers. Oh yes, that game. Oh yeah, was, I forgot about Lethal Enforcers. That game. So I've always been a nerd. I'm still a nerd. I'll always be a nerd. But we had my mom used to get so mad because we take our couch. I take the couch cushions because we didn't have. We were in Las Vegas. I, we didn't. I couldn't go into an arcade because I was like yeah. ten and it's. Las Vegas, but, <laughs> yeah. but I would take the couch cushions and stack them up, and then like build my own arcade with the the, the oh, light gun game. I see. So like sit on top of the sit cushions of and, yeah, and pretend I was in an arcade and just play Lethal Enforcers for hours just doing that. That game was that game so was good. Fun. A lot of those light gun games. There was one uh, I got Area Fifty One. Do you remember Area Fifty One? That game was super good. That was dope. Uh, the one that got really popular. That I thought looked stupid. It was always in nickel cades, and I'm like, that's a lame light gun game. But once you start playing it, it's fun. It's Police Trainer. Did you ever play Police Trainer? No, I never played Police it Trainer. It looked because you know it's not actually like blowing people up or aliens or bad guys. It's like you're a mock p- police trainer in like a training facility, and there's like robots and different like exercises and challenges, and then you get points, and you have to go through the whole game, get enough points to graduate, and it's all high score based. That's rad. 
And uh, I thought it was lame, but then like people started getting into it and like trying to beat. I go to the Nickelcade on State Street was like where I hit up all the time once I was a teenager. <laughs> it's like three seventy five to get in or something, and then from then on it's Nickels. And then Nickels, dude, we went to the Nickelcade. Oh, it was the it was the shit. Yeah, as soon as we got a car, like that's all we did. That's was what we did. Lived at the Nickelcade so many hours, and I would play this police trainer game and try to beat the high scores. I got into that one. What's other? I'm trying to think of some other like um, Jurassic Park had like a cool 3D one where you sit in Jurassic a booth. Jurassic Park was. What was that one? It was like uh, it was like Aerosmith Metal thing. X or what was? And then you yes, could, Aerosmith the band, and it was machine guns and you yeah, shot you, CDs. Yeah, you could shoot CDs. Yeah, it was like you bullets, shoot CDs. but CDs all at the same time. Revolution X. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that game. I still don't That's understand a weird that game, move, but that it was Aerosmith awesome. was in the old school sh- weird shooting video game. That was weird. That yeah, and they were like, you got to save the day, and like you were watching on their band rehearsal, and yeah, but then you had to go shoot dudes with CDs outside the. But then they just kept on playing. Yeah, that game was, that was amazing. an interesting game. The nineties and early two thousands. Um, oh, speaking of, there's a lot of good uh, beat 'em ups. Did you play what the shit, uh, is it Knights of the Round or King Arthur? Beat him up? No, I never played that. Captain America and the Avengers beat him up? No. You could play Iron Man, Captain America, Hawkeye. No, I played a, like a lot of the Simpsons arcade the Simpsons beat him up. One. That game was cool. Yes, that game. I beat that one. Went through a, That was a quarters one. We spent a lot of money. I remember Miss, the, not Mr. Burns, but uh, his, his Smithers, his assistant Smithers. Yeah, Smithers. Yeah. So before you fight Mr. Burns, you have to fight Smithers, and Smithers is like has like this robot suit. <laughs> and I remember that being super hard. X Men arcade beat him up. I beat that one. I actually beat that one recently. I went to Detroit to help my brother, and we were at an arcade bar. Oh, and, that's uh, awesome. That's arcade bars are fun. Getting a little drunk, hanging out with your homies, and play retro video games. They had a ama- anyway. We went through the X Men arcade, beat him up all the way. And uh, it was like actually a really cool experience. Like, me, and my brother's gone. I don't see him there, so it's cool to like hang out with my brother who I don't see, have a couple of drinks, and we both play like an old school arcade game and chat and, and like have good drinks and food. It makes me want. I want to open an arcade bar. That would be dope. It'd probably go under and not make any money. So I need to be Jeff Bezos rich first. But <laughs> that would be. I've always had a. I've always in my back of my mind that'd be cool. Like if you could own an arcade bar with maybe like a small music venue attached to it. That would be fun. That would be dope. Yeah, that would be dope. Good beat 'em ups, arcade games. Nick Cade. Man, do you remember that uh ticket game where like the light goes around? Oh, you have to stop it. You stop it the... in between the two. I got really good at that where I could I could get it in between the two like 40, 50% of the time. And at Nickelcade, it's not that expensive to try over and over again. And so I would rack up tickets and then and get dope shit from the tickets. But now looking back, when I go to Nickelcade now and I look at the things you can get for tickets, <laughs> it's like the cheapest shit you can get from Alibaba in bulk split between all Nickelcades across. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, but you earned it. It's like we were talking you about earlier. It. You yeah. earned it. We, we uh, Repej, our same buddy. We lived at the Nickelcade, and we found a game that was, it was like you had to guide a ball into a hole, and but one of the- Like a Marble Madness type thing? Kind of, yeah. It was like a ticket game. Yeah. But one of the, the things was broken off the side, so you could easily just dump it. It was like an earthquake game or something. You could just dump it into this hole every time. And get the points, yeah. And we racked up like thousands of tickets, and just, I think we each had like 10,000 tickets, and enough to the point where there's like a crowd around us, like, how are yeah. you doing that? we're just that good this yeah. is, we're amazing like the game was totally broke and we had these thousands of tickets and we're so proud of ourselves we got like our picture on the wall at nickelcade like then we bought like some super cheap lava lamps and 
Yeah. It cost me like 10,000 tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine broke hey, in like two days. that's a great memory. That's a great memory. Yeah, so we are... <laughs> It was pretty fun. Did you ever get into fighting games? Uh, yeah. Besides Street Fighter? Yeah, I got really heavy into like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. I played Primal Rage a bunch. <gasps> Ooh, that was come up. That's that's a cl- Primal Rage was, was really amazing. good. Yeah, that, that game was pretty brutal. That game too. was I loved brutal. That game. We were talking. I was talking about it. I think it was with Dane or someone about how like I loved how the health was a heart with like a vein coming out and then as your as your your blood got lower your health got lower the heart would beat faster and faster and, and then when you die the heart explodes i remember like, thinking that was so brutal well, i got a legitimate adrenaline rush you go down and you're just like can't yeah. handle it i'd freak out yeah and then you had like the blue meter under it which was like your nervous system like you know, if you got hit too much it would stagger you and stun you and they would everything would go electrical you could pick up the little people and eat them Oh, that game was so that good. That game was so dope. And it was one of the early ones that used uh, that same technique that Don – I've talked about this on almost every podcast, like that digitize where they take like either a 3D render on a supercomputer and, and turn it into like a single little sprite. Or do you remember a game like Mortal Kombat used a digitized graphics where they would just like photograph people. It's like real people. Like real people. Yeah. Yeah, Primal Rage, I think that was actually done with claymation, like clay. Oh, like, do you remember Clay Fighter? On yeah, that yeah, Clay Fighter similar. was similar. I think Primal Rage, they made all those models and like did stop motion animation to create the animations for the, the fighting game. And that's why it looked so dope. It still looks good. It looks good, man. That still looks yeah. good. Who did you play on Primal Rage? Oh, I don't remember the names. I don't remember, I remember the, the names. Monsters. I think there was like a, like a snowman or something, a yeah, Yeti maybe. A Yeti. Yeah, there's yeah. a Yeti, I think. I was the Yeti. I played as the dude. I don't know. He was like a kind of like a snake he had a big long tail with like a spike at the end of his tail he's like long range and he spit poison he had like the <laughs> he had like the dinosaur you know the, what's that dinosaur in Jurassic Park that spits on the, the fat guy the, oh the, the computer, flaps that open the flaps, up yeah and... he had those flaps I don't know but I'm glad he got eaten by him dude that that scene even as a kid was the scene that scared me the most out of Jurassic Park is when uh, his name's Dennis I think in the movie the fat guy used the computer tech. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. He was he was on uh, Seinfeld too, right? Isn't that the same guy? The same yes, actor? he's the mailman on Seinfeld. Yeah, Newman. Newman. It was Newman. Yes, Newman. Yeah, Newman got eaten up by dinosaurs. When, yeah, when he got spit by the poison shit in the rain, and that dinosaur attacked him, that freaked me out. Dude, that movie's still scary. I watched that not that long ago. That still looks good, and that is still frightening. Yeah. Did you see the, on the news recently? They found a uh, like a little dinosaur chicken head in amber that's like perfectly preserved just like freaking jurassic park it's encased Uh-oh. in amber and don't like, do it and i was like oh no just because they can we have they five should. movies apparently the chris pratt new jurassic park is awesome that was really good no the new 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 one. Oh, there's a new there's new a one new, there's even a new 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 one coming Ooh, and rumor on the that. street is chris pratt says it blows all the other jurassic parks out of the water. i just have a man crush on chris pratt so i'll just yeah, yeah. i kind of like everything that he's in yeah i'll just watch anything yeah He's uh, he's pretty dope. I'm I might be getting slightly burned out with him, but he just because I don't, I got burned out with Marvel shit in general, <laughs> which I thought would never there's, honestly. There's a lot. I don't think I, I when it first started happening, I thought I'll never get sick. Like they could do all the comic book movies in the world. I did. By the time Avengers, I was glad when Avengers two was done. I'm like, okay, the air like it's good. I'm I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready for this to be done. Have you seen The Boys on Amazon? No, is that good? <gasps> Daniel. Daniel. You can't see this, but I just got punched in podcast land. It was go, so upsetting. You just hit me. <laughs> yes. No, I, I would never, so by the way, I would never punch Danny. 
for the record, it, Danny, you have probably, no exaggeration, choked me at least 245 times. That seems false. Because you think about it, like train four or five days a week, three years, each each of those times we're rolling at least twice, once. Yeah, so we're, we're pushing like two, three hundred chokes at this point. I think I added up once how many times I got tapped in my first couple of years of training. It's probably stupid. It was like rough estimate doing, I don't, I won't go through the math, but I bet you it's like 10,000 times in the first two years of just yeah. getting annihilated. Do you get kind of like mentally broken? There's some people, <laughs> this not a good, this is awesome. By the way, I'm kind of mentally broken. <laughs> You should definitely come do it. Like there's some people, it's like you get beat up so much in the beginning that even though your skill level is a little bit better, you still have that memory of being smashed by people. And so it's like you're more hesitant. You're still kind of scared of them. And so you're hesitant. And it's like, oh, I think that's PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have PTSD from getting smashed. I think you get that way with like, like I've got a few coaches that I've trained with for It's usually a coach or someone who's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my I mean, coaches still smash me up, still do whatever they want yeah. to me. And it just I get like that big brother syndrome where you that being said, I think even if I didn't have that, they would still smash me to death. Yeah. Why is that? Like I think I asked you this before. In theory, if you're a good coach, your students should be better than you. Yeah, well, I don't know why I can't tap my coaches because my students tap me, so I don't <laughs> Yeah, I but don't know. does do it does any of your coaches' other students tap them? Uh, I've seen it, but it's pretty rare, right? Yes. I, I, I've been really fortunate to have really good coaches yeah. too. Though. And we've got, I, I've got legitimate world-class guys that are, that I was lucky to hook up with early on. Well, I don't think they're that good because <laughs> if you can't, ta- if you can't tap them then they taught you wrong in some way, right? You don't want them. You don't want to be like, I'll always be better than you. The problem is they're not that much older than me either, so I can't. I, my first plan was like I'm going to wait till they're old and then I'll get them. But yeah. we're going to be old together, so that's not going to work either. It's that way with video games, because so, well, kind of. Usually the younger, usually the next generation is better than the first, when it comes to sports or video games because there's something about we talked about this. Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast. You remember when like they broke the four minute mile? Yes, and then all of a sudden like everyone was of. everyone was breaking the four minute mile after that. That's why I'm like. That's why I've always been curious about the situation with your coaches, and like that comes up a lot of times in jujitsu. Sometimes I think you guys are just being respectful. Like I think you've, if I'm being honest, I suspect you've done better than your coaches than you say you do. But that's just sort of like the jujitsu culture, because I hear people talk about that. Like, oh, I've, he's Hickson was never ever tapped not once in training. Like, maybe, maybe. But if I look at every other sport. Every, video games, motocross, wrestling, basketball. The next generation has, always takes it farther than the previous generation is better. If you took the best world-class fighter champion at 170, first five, two years of UFC, and made them fight Kamaru Usman at 170. Oh, yeah. You take like a Tank Abbott who is... They're, they're dead. People were scared of Tank Abbott in the beginning, and now he's... That's why I'm suspicious. I think you, you jiu-jitsu guys have this like, well, we can't talk bad about our coaches thing going on. I wish that was true, but it's not. <laughs> I think it's more true than you. I think they're just for. much, much better than I am. All right, let's let's break through the next couple of things. You got after Genesis? What'd you get? Uh, Nintendo sixty four. <gasps> no PS one. No. So because there was a exactly Daniel. that side. Daniel. There was a you like nowadays you can have both and 
And maybe it was just because we were like in junior high or whatever. Maybe there's only so much money, especially as a kid. Yeah, you, you had can't no have money. every console. But there was like a weird, you would go to the playground or whatever. It's like, what are you? I'm a PlayStation guy. I'm a Nintendo yeah, guy. Yeah, that was a big rivalry. And I remember getting in like, not fist fights, but I got like real arguments. Arguments, yeah, yeah. About like which, which one I had. And so I couldn't, I wouldn't even play on my friend's PlayStations. Because I felt like a traitor. You were Team Nintendo yes, hard. because I was like, I'm not even going to play. So I'd see people play like Metal Gear Solid or something. That's not cool. I was like, that doesn't look cool at all, guys. Yeah, I'm like, well, that looks about? cool. And then inside, then I go, I kind of want to play that. Yeah, but I can't. You can't. I can't betray right, That's cool. Team I Nintendo. ended up having both. I had PS1 first. And then I got 64 when it was like already cheap because the new the new systems were coming out. But I, I knew there was all these 64 games. Same thing. It's like I never had a 64 but I would see these games and hear about them. So I finally got a 64 once they were cheap. Yeah, you couldn't get them for up. a while when they yeah. first came out. Dude, it was... That was a popping system. Yeah, we got... The only way I got a 64 is my same cousin, Steve, who's just... He's my, my other brother. He's just... Uh, we're super tight. But Steve ended up... He worked at Target. And my, I won oh, one for Christmas. We couldn't get one. It was just impossible to find one everywhere. And so somehow my parents pulled through... I get the 64 for Christmas, and they'd been telling me for a while, like, we really can't find this. You are not getting a Nintendo 64. You, prep you for Christmas. Which I thought yeah. they were messing with me, and then they weren't. Like, they really couldn't. Yeah. Like, what do you like, want, want a dog or something? Because we can't find. <laughs> we're not getting a Nintendo 64. Yeah. So my And I found this out, like, I, I think a few years later, is my cousin already had a Nintendo 64. He got one pretty easy because he worked at uh, Target. But he had he couldn't get one, so he wrapped up his sixty four. Still had the box, wrapped it up, gave it to my parents so they could give me one for Christmas. Ah, and then he ended good up good guy, Steve. Yeah, it's like my favorite. He's a good dude. What a good dude. Yeah, so he gives me his sixty four. I think he goes like a month or two with, without his. He gets his, yeah. Gets his, but like just one of the all time best. He's such a good dude. My parents almost had the same experience. With me, with the, uh, oh, what console was it? You know, I don't remember, but I remember we had a friend that worked at GameStop, a guy in the ward that hooked him up. But I did the same thing. I worked at GameStop, GameStop uh, admittedly, which is a little embarrassing because whatever. It was a tough time in life. <laughs> One Chris, uh, Two Christmases, so like a year. I started in Christmas, worked for a year, and I did like the next Christmas, and I quit. But the Wii was gnarly. I think it was the second Christmas I worked there. The Wii was doing the same thing. Wii was like blowing up. Everyone wanted Impossible. to buy the Wii. Bro, I'll tell you the truth. At least at our GameStop, we were making cash moving people on that waiting <laughs> list. Oh, you want a Wii? Oh, you want a Wii? Well, I can help you. GameStop employees take bribes for I waiting lists? I can help lists? you. Yeah, and they were like, that's like the big deal. You're not supposed to do it. Once I realized everyone else was doing it, shit. Yeah, I hooked I hooked some families up and um, and booted some other family. I feel bad about it now because it's actually terrible when I feel about it. It's probably the poor families, right? It's only the the people that can bribe a GameStop employee have enough disposable <laughs> income. Yeah, like and it may, I've thought about it at the time. I was like, this is awesome because I'm poor as shit. I want to get GameStop. <laughs> like I need money. It's like I'm donating plasma to pay my rent. I need the money. But then I thought about it later as an adult with kids, and I'm like, man, that sucks. Because that's some parent whose kids like disappointed on Christmas, and they're probably the ones that aren't rich. Where the rich kid who got the sixty, uh, the Wii, probably got a bunch of other shit too. 
Yeah, you don't think of, about those things when you're 20. No, you don't. You just need Taco Bell I feel Bell bad money. about it now. I mean, it's funny. I also feel bad about it, for the record, because some people probably heard that like, you asshole. I get it. That was an <laughs> asshole move. I fully admit it was an asshole move. I was starving, okay? Give me a break. Yeah, the 64 is in that pocket. Right now, I'm in the pocket, the business wars, uh, Sony versus Nintendo, and they're talking about the 64 versus PlayStation rivalry. And part of the reason why that was such a heated rivalry, why your playground was like that, was on purpose. Because so, because uh, Nintendo had stabbed Sony in the back and joined with Philips to get out of this contract. Sony did the PlayStation anyway, and then Nintendo came out when Nintendo... When Nintendo was behind, the PlayStation came out early. When Nintendo was about ready to launch the 64 in America, they created, uh, they spent a bunch of money on marketing, basically not even showing games, just like talking shit on the PlayStation. And then the Sony fired back. And so both companies also did a dick measuring contest, a pissing contest with their advertising money. It wasn't, and so that made its way to the playground. Because it's almost like the Trump thing going on where and they divided us. They divided us. And so all these kids were like, F you, PlayStation. That's why you felt like Team Nintendo. We it, were really serious it was about serious. it. It was serious business on the playground. It's because you were, dude, you were, it's propaganda. It's propaganda. It's, <laughs> it was the man. It was the man, me. dude. Then that was, and it, it's really interesting to go through that. And they, they talk about it in the podcast where, for the video game industry, historically, that was unprecedented. Like, no one had really launched campaigns that were, like, so blatantly smear campaigns on the opposing product. It's like Coke and Pepsi commercials. Like, I haven't seen a Coke commercial that's like, Pepsi sucks dick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it used to be. They, were they like that? I don't remember that. Well, I don't remember Coke and Pepsi, but it seems like a lot of the 90s or early 2000s yeah. were, like, Really aggressive. They were marketing. aggressive. Yeah. Now everyone's friends and happier. I whatever, think there's but... laws against that too now. Yeah, now you, you know, be nice, like, but... you see those like detergent commercials, and they're like us compared to Asterix's leading competitor. Yeah, I'm always like, what does that mean? Is that Tide? <laughs> yeah. Clorox? Like, what do you mean? Who are we talking about here? Oh, you can't say who you're talking about. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that that playground thing was. I mean, there was a little bit of Genesis and Super Nintendo rival, but I don't think as far as pop culture, like it was. That rivalry wasn't as what embedded into like the population as deeply as the '64 PlayStation rivalry. Like kids really did get. I mean, I, like I, you're not exaggerating. Got, I, it was people got, got really heated. Heated, yeah, yeah, it got heated. It's like worse than Pogs. People got so mad. Pop people got heated with Pogs too. <laughs> what games for you stand out on '64? So of course, like Mario '64. Yeah, which I, we opened that the first day we plugged in. I was like, what is? And at this? the time, that game was so. It still is, as far as moving around in 3D and jumping, like that it feels fun. It plays so well. You can still play that game. Yeah. Ocarina of Time, I love. Yeah. But then the, the Nintendo 64 also had like the best wrestling games. Oh, yes. Like, still to this like day. Like WCW versus was, NWO. Yeah, yeah. Like No Mercy, I think no is Mercy. the big one that everyone still talks about. But there's still not a wrestling game better than No Mercy. Did you think wrestling was real back playing 64 Days? Dude, yes. I did too. I did. Wait, it's not? did it do yeah i do remember arguing with the kids one of the 64 wrestling games had a character creator i don't remember which one probably no well i think a few of them but no mercy was like the big big one one? that everyone had yeah we were doing a character creator and i remember a kid arguing with me trying to tell me that wrestling wasn't real and i was not having it yeah i was not having i was like bitch (laughs) stone cold steve austin well (laughs) He will mess anybody up. That stunner will put you down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I would bought in. I bought in, and it, the the wrestling thing for me wasn't like a, a moment. It was just a slow acceptance over time, where kind of my psyche was like, oh, yeah, that's not real, and it yeah. just slowly accepted it over Martial time. Martial arts had kind of ruined that for me. I yeah. was like, wait, how come I can't like pile drive someone? What's why isn't this working? Or yeah, they don't bounce back from the ropes the way I expect. That, that being said, though. They they do die like stunts go wrong like it's dangerous. Yeah, I, it's scripted, but it it's every it's one dangerous. of those guys is yeah. beat up, man. Did you ever a, see the wrestler? It's a brutal sport. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I have heard that that's semi accurate to how a lot of guys, especially during the heyday of. I mean, wrestling is still pretty profitable. Um, that that's how they lived. They were crazy ass dudes that were just doing crazy shit, taking steroids and pain pills and ruining their bodies. Yeah, it's a brutal. It's brutal. All of those guys are yeah. in terrible shape when they get older. They're all brutal, but but oh man, the Nintendo. Yeah, those wrestling guys. The best game. Whatever. Bill Mercy had a total. Not just you could create your character, but a whole you could change every move. And it took. Oh, I do think I remember that. You could change every move. Every you could totally build and customize build your, your own move character. Set, yeah, and we got. You went in. You we went got, deep. That might, yeah, that, I got good. <laughs> I got really good at no. That's right up my alley where, like, I don't have to think. I don't have to explore anything. It's just, like, reaction time. And, yep. Oh, my gosh. I got, I love that game what, so much. What game do you think you're the best at? Ooh, probably, probably, like, No Mercy. Really? No Mercy? Yeah, Not like, Halo? Of all time. Of all time, you're probably the best Either no Halo Mercy. 1 or No Mercy. Or no Mercy. Those are probably the two games where I thought, like, I'm going to mess you up. Any other game, I admittedly blow at. But those are the two where I went, God, I want to play I can Halo go hard so on bad. These. I'll play Halo. Yeah, dude, we gotta, we got to <laughs> figure out if we can do matchmaking and get in the same game on, on crossplay with uh, Xbox. It's so good. Right. Someone's going to listen to this, and their head's going to explode because they're you dummies are talking about yeah, video games. I just honestly, I don't. I never got into multiplayer. Like multiplayer games now are the big hit. Like that's the pop music, right? Your Fortnites, your PUBGs, your Apex, and now Call of Duty just came out with Battle Royale or Battle, whatever yeah. their own version of Fortnite for Call of Duty. And I get it. Uh, some of my homies are into uh, this game called Escape from Tarkov. Like a lot of these shooter games, and it's all multiplayer game. I didn't get into that. I played single player games. So this is my excuse for not knowing cross play. Like I'm. I've played Halo 1, Smite, GoldenEye, and Smash. Those are the four multiplayer games I've played my whole life. So, that's a solid list, though. That's a solid list, but I just, I'm not, yeah, you're the same way. Like, a lot of our generation, like, for some reason, I, it's not, I still prefer single player games. Although, again, playing Halo last week has made me see, like, oh, I can see why these multiplayer games are the big thing, because I had almost forgotten. The magic, and it took me going back to something that I was familiar with, playing Halo, getting that competitive edge, and, it, and even playing online is not the same. It's not the same as having sixteen dudes in the same room talking shit to each other. That's way more fun. No, oh, that's the best. It's way more fun. No, that is. Oh, that's the best. Even online will never be able to replicate just a sweaty, stinky apartment. Like you can, f- like the sweat's condensating <laughs> on the walls. Getting our downstairs neighbors to come up and yell at us yeah. at two in the morning. And there's just. Spilled pop, pizza crust, BO, sweat, (coughs) testosterone. We did not get that deposit back, by the way. That (laughs) That does not surprise me at all. That did not happen. That does not surprise me at all. That apartment probably took a beating. And 
That's like the worst people to have on the top floor. Everyone in that building probably heard us. If I could find somehow all the people I lived by when I was like 18, 19, I would. I just, I feel, I lose sleep over it to this day. Yeah, I'd apologize really for bad. some of the other things that we did. We, <laughs> in that. we moved out by just throwing our couch off the third store railing. Yes, just, that's what I was bringing up. Let's, let's move the couch down. We just threw it. Like, I don't even know if we checked if someone was walking below us. Yeah. Probably not because yeah, we're stupid. Kids don't do that. Kids don't do that. I, uh, I, for the sake of privacy, <laughs> I don't mind admitting it. Me and a, I don't know if the other person would be happy with it. For the record, I never did this. You and never not did just this because we're on a podcast. Yes, but uh, I remit. I got the idea from the other person. But he and I, I did do it one time. I admit it. But this was his mo. Every time we, almost every time we hung out at his apartment, a friend of ours would go and he would piss in the air conditioning units outside in all the buildings. He would piss in the fans, and we thought it was so funny. Like I would die laughing every time because I would just see his like white ass cheeks and it like the piss and going into someone's fan as it was and the, he'd like do it while the fan was blowing and it would blow the piss back on him. We thought it was hilarious. Just dumb 18 year old kids. Apartment should not rent to 18 year olds. No. Now I think back, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like if I owned that building and I saw that happening, I would beat the shit out of me. I'd kill us. For sure. Yeah, I would beat the shit out of me, man. It's so terrible. Yeah. We did. Yeah. The, just kids, man. Yeah. If you're listening to the podcast and you live by me, 15 years ago i'm my sorry bad. i'm sorry yeah i had the similar version of that i rented a house after my first summer selling alarms i made like 42 or forty five thousand dollars that summer which at the time for me was like i'm i might as well be bill gates like that was so like, i've never had i was like 23 so and i was like in this in the summer it's like three and a half month selling season and i bought a i didn't buy a house i leased the house and paid it for the whole year up front like in cash Oh, then nice. I subleased all the rooms and I just priced each room based on like square footage and market value. And that was almost enough. The other rooms was almost enough to cover, but I had already paid up front. Oh, nice. So I was just getting that money every month and it actually worked out to like, That's I only paid, move. paid like 125 bucks in rent that year. By the end of the year, all the money I got back. But I was like, Hey, I put the house all up front with my money and put my name on the lease. And like, I would just put like say like oh this you can do this room for I would like think about it compared to like it's two fifty for this room it wasn't like it was fair prices right I couldn't get anyone to move in if my prices were bullshit yeah but um, usually like when kids do a house or like they just split the total cost right but I already paid for the whole thing up front we're not splitting this I already paid the whole year <laughs> you're gonna pay what that room is actually worth yeah it, that's baller it, man it pissed some people off but I was like what do you want me to do well move out yeah. Also pay, and I was also floating everyone's money for rent, or excuse me for utilities, because no one would give me the utility money on time. <laughs> so whatever. But the reason I brought that up is that is I had a similar situation. That house was crazy. We were like twenty. Everyone was either like between eighteen and twenty-two that lived there, and I feel bad for all the neighbors. I feel bad for the landowner, the owner of that house. Like they should, yeah, you, they should just make a rule. Like if you're male and under twenty-seven. You have to live there by yourself, or you can't live there. It's, it's a bad. Or not move. even that. Not even by yourself. Yeah. After the apartment, we lived in this small white house in Orem. I think everybody came. to. Oh yes. We had 
That was a crazy. That's the skunk story, Adam Scott's yeah. episode three, episode two. <laughs> yeah, Check it we, out. It's a great story. Yeah, sorry, Adam. But we had, we had, we all, that's the same house where we decided to come up with air bowling. We would have <laughs> so stupid. We'd have one guy hold a bowling pin, and one guy would have a bowling ball, and you just chuck it and see if you could knock it out of his hand. Out of his hand in a house. In a house. Bad move. Yeah. But so we, I think the the third hit or the third roll we tried. You put a hole somewhere. Bowling goal goes right out a window. <laughs> It explodes the window wide open. You just think it. That's like a scene from uh, what's that scene with Ashton Kutcher and the blonde dude, where they're both stupid. Not Dumb and Dumber, but like oh, dudes. No You've never seen that movie? It's like Ashton Kutcher. Uh, dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Yeah, that's the scene. Of dude, where's my car? Like, hey, bro, I got an idea. So stupid. Air bowling. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like I'll hold the pin and you, you throw the ball down the hall. Yeah, this- that's <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be awesome. Let's do it. We go out the window. We don't know how to fix it, so we just put like cardboard and duct tape. I it. remember that, yes. and we left it that way for like six months until we moved. And so I, and I don't remember the landlord's name, but again, he probably was not stoked about that. I am sorry. Apologies. That was a cool but house because you guys had that jam space in the basement. Yeah, that was which cool. Was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a cool. Yeah, it was cool because you had uh, two bands, your band and Adam's band. So there's two drum sets down there. And like a bunch of gear, and it was cool. I liked I liked that space. Yeah, big yard. We'd play back there, and yeah, that was pretty fun. The skunk story is amazing. Um, yeah that that was a fun. That was a that was a that wasn't as bad. I guess we were a little bit older, but I don't know. I say more crazy sh- crazy stuff happened. That's when you and all your damn friends sent me dick pics. Like, remember when uh, phones like first got pictures? I'm going to sh- talk shit on Adam. I don't recall any of this. I don't know if you actually sent one. I don't think you did. I know you knew it was happening. I hope I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> okay. I remember Adams. I can say Adams because I know Adams ch- and Chandler's. And But for whatever reason, it's just like my phone started blowing up and I was just getting balls. I, think this is, I, I do remember this. You know how this started, I think. was Because <laughs> was I remember this happening. Is that movie Waiting came out? And there was. Oh, yeah. They, they played a game in that movie. Which just go see the movie, but yeah. I think that is why you started. <laughs> it inspired, pictures. and I remember like laughing, but also being like <laughs> kind of hurt. Like, well, but then I just i I don't want to say who. It's actually no one we've named yet, but they might. <laughs> yeah, no one we've talked about yet, but they also might come on the podcast later. But I remember not being impressed with the picture and being like, <laughs> "Is this supposed to be making fun of me or making fun of you?" <laughs> It's a bad angle. Now that I know more about dick pics, he's a bad angle. He didn't. He he wasn't angling right. I like being in my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I that that house time when you guys lived there. I, that's the first time I got uh, photobombed by dicks. <laughs> the, the first time. The first time. That's the that's the first time. There's a. Have you? I don't I'm know. If sorry, this, this happened more than once. I almost actually sent this to you the other day, but I was like, well, I don't know if Danny. Like hangs out by his wife on his phone or his kid, like if his kid plays on his phone. Yep. So I was like, mm. She does. Okay. I only sent it to like some friends that I knew, but <laughs> apparently it's it's the first time it happened to me. A friend of mine sent me like a breaking Trump test positive for coronavirus. Like, oh, sure, for sure you're going to click that, right? Because coronavirus is all the rage. Everyone's yep. freaking out. And if Trump gets it and you click on it and it's actually just a picture of a black dude naked sitting on a bed and he's jacked and he's huge <laughs> everything stereotypical about black men is true in this picture 
and apparently it's a famous picture. Like this, like this is a joke that's been going around for a long time, but it's never happened to me before. And I sent it to a couple of friends and got them, but then and got them with it. And then Rogan was on the last fight companion, the same one I mentioned earlier. They actually talked about that exact picture. And they said, if if you've ever been sent this picture, you have funny friends or you have messed up friends. Yeah. And it had just happened like the day before. So, like, I think what you guys did, that was like, er, like that was, you know, what was the word? Cutting edge. Yeah, we were geniuses. Cutting, we were ahead of the curve, man. Cutting edge pranks, you know? Like, yeah. hey, wait a minute. We can actually send, it was like back in the day when we first got the Razor Flip Flones. Like, you couldn't send picture messages forever. And it was like early on, we could, and I, yeah, I remember, I remember thinking like I was pissed that I'm the one that got dick bombed, but also like, that's pretty baller. Like, that's like, <laughs> and I, 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 always, I thought that Kevin was the, Kevin usually would be like the, what's the word? The, the genie, not the genius. What do you call the guy that's in, like the mind behind an idea? I'm like, the, like the mastermind, the mastermind yeah. behind that prank. So we got, we got Kevin back. I don't know if you were hanging out with us like a year or two later, I got Kevin back a few times really bad. Probably ruined part of the reason why our friendship got ruined. <laughs> I went a little overboard. We uh, we covered his Jeep that was really his dad's Jeep. His dad let him drive it. Covered the whole thing in Vagisil. The whole, like, which is powder. We powdered the entire inside of his car and left the bottle of the, the little, not, it's not really a bottle. It's kind of oh, like, no. yeah, a powder case of Vagisil. And his dad got super pissed at him. He That was me and Chandler did that to Kevin. And then later... We uh, we put like a bunch of shit on sale on KSL, we, like a picture of his car and his bike at really low prices, and made up like I got work changed. I have to move to California. I got to sell all this stuff. That's why it's so low. And we put like twenty or thirty ads, just made shit up, all with his phone number. Dude, he could he he couldn't even turn his phone on. The moment his phone turned on, his voicemails were already full. His phone was nonstop ringing. And he was hanging out at the house as when I lived with Todd. Did you ever come over to the house in Provo where me, Todd, and, and Johan lived? Yeah. I think yeah, he we came over there. there. Kevin didn't live there, but he was there every day, basically. He kind of lived there. He kind of lived there. And so, and we all knew. The whole house knew. Like, it was all of us in on it. And Kevin was the only one. And he was just <laughs> storming around the house, just pissing and moaning and yelling and screaming. And like, I'm going to fucking kill whoever, blah, blah, blah. And we did it on a weekend. And he was calling KSL. And they don't have, like, support calls open on the weekend. So, like, 48 hours. It wasn't that big. But for 48 hours, he had no phone. But it was part of that was, like, I'm going to get you back for that dick bomb two years ago. So you orchestrated that dick bomb with all my best friends, all my Halo friends. I, I think he got off easy still. I'd rather be in his shoes than yours. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, depends. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> depends on who you ask, Danny. It's 2020, man. It's 2020. Anything else? I know Xbox was a big one. There's one more story I want to bring up. You got really, really mad at me. And at the time, I didn't know. <laughs> now that I know you were training jujitsu and kung fu, I'm like, and all that other shit, I'm like, oh, he probably could have. I wrestled, but I also came into jujitsu practice the first time thinking that my wrestling background would kind of help me. No. I think one of my first rolls with you, I shot a single and you just grabbed the guillotine, rolled backwards and mounted choked me in like 7.3 seconds. Who can remember? Who, Who can knows? remember? Anyway, 
I now that I look back, I'm like, oh, Danny probably could have just broke me in half. But you owed me money for something. I don't remember why. And me and Danny Johnson. Yeah. And I had to bring. That's actually part of the reason I brought Danny Johnson with me is he was scary. And I was like, Danny won't mess with me if Danny Johnson is like in on it because Danny scared everybody. He's insane. Yeah, he's. I love him to death. He, I'm going to bring him on the because podcast. He's and he wouldn't care. Danny Johnson once flogged his own legitimately like 10 inch penis on a windowsill just to show me that he didn't give an F. Like it was like, I think we were talking about like fighting or something. He's like, bro, I'm totally ready for a fight. Like, talking. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, whips it out and just starts punching it. His own dick, not even flinching. And then he started punching himself in the face. He's like, I do this every morning in the shower. He started socking himself in the face, like right in the jaw as hard as he could. And I just remember, I love Danny, but I'm... I just never, ever pissed Danny Johnson off. He's out working on oil rigs or something, right? He did that for a long time. And yeah. he was just like naturally built. He had like seven older brothers, no dad in the home. Dad disappeared when they were all two. Just been getting his ass beat by older brothers his whole life. Tough as nails. And anyway, so I brought him with me. I don't remember what it was. You were ignoring my calls. I think you owed me like 10 bucks, right? <laughs> it was like $10. Probably from a taco or something. Probably from a taco or something. <laughs> Plus, and we just pranks right we're always boys <laughs> like to prank each other and push the boundaries like i want to prank someone where you kind of get mad at me but not enough to lose friendship but i also want to piss you off legitimately a little bit like yeah. that's the goal like that that middle ground like that's the goal right you want to trigger someone but not ruin your friendship it's a, it's a delicate balance and i thought <laughs> yeah and i i went a little anyway you had a mod you had one of the most beautifully modded xboxes i was oh, super I jealous of you the original Xbox, not Xbox, new Xbox One. The OG Xbox with the big controllers. And we had that one buddy that I forget his name modded. Yeah. And he was really good. And we had, like, Kevin had modded his Xbox. And, uh, like, it was kind of janky. And we ended up meeting that one kid. And he did it professionally. And you had all the NES, all the Super, like, he had everything, all the games. Your Xbox was, your Xbox was dope. And it had, like, lights in a custom case. It was all blinged out. It was awesome. That and might have been my first love. That Xbox. It might have been your that first was... love. And I knew because we hung out at your your house all the time. Every everywhere you lived, this was pre apartment actually, because <laughs> you were. St- or did you go back home after the apartment for a little bit? Uh, I think I was home for like six months. This might have been after the apartment because yeah. I don't think you had a that that modded Xbox before the apartment. Maybe you did, and my memory's bad. But either way, it's when you lived in the house that had the unfinished basement, and you had your drums like in that unfinished basement next to like your back sliding door. And uh, we'd always hang out in your basement. Like, that was where we would hang out, watch movies. Your house was always like, yeah, your parents were chill. Yeah, my parents And I knew your cool. door was always open. Yep. Like, you guys just didn't lock your doors back in the day. And so we stole the Xbox, but we actually stayed. And we were looking through the window. Because <laughs> I was like, and I texted you, like, I'm not giving you your Xbox back until you give me my $10 taco money. <laughs> and then me and Danny Johnson were, like, on the little window seal, looking through the window, like, right to where your TV was hiding. And the Xbox was just in the car. And my car was parked, like, around the corner. And you were pissed. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I remember realizing I had made a legitimate mistake <laughs> seeing your body language. Because we couldn't hear you, right? Yeah. We could kind of hear muffled yelling, but you were you were like not happy. And then you started texting. <laughs> you were not happy. I'm glad we're still no. friends because oh. you can kill me. But dude, yeah, I, well, I've also got a weird thing about stealing too. Yeah, like, I would rather have a stranger walk up and punch me square in the face than steal from me. Yeah, just drives me insane. It was a beautiful Xbox. I would be pissed too if someone stole it. 
Yeah. Oh, Dude, that I Xbox. got it back. It's all good. Yeah, we got it back. And you paid me, I think. I'm pretty sure you paid me. It worked. But yeah, it worked. But I legitimately, I do remember you being pissed for a long time. Like, yeah. it was different after that. The moral is don't borrow taco money. <laughs> I think that's what well, we floated Dude, here. now we have Venmo, so that shit can never happen. Yeah. No one can pull that like, hey, I forgot my cards. Okay, Venmo me right now, and then I'll pay for your shit. The kids will never know. They'll never Xbox, know. Xbox blackmail <laughs> over taco money. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I was hoping. I think my original plan was to take it home and play it because I was jealous. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember seeing you got so pissed so fast. I was like, uh, okay, let's just. <laughs> I think, yeah, I was super jealous of that Xbox. I forget that guy's name, but he did like years at him. He did oh, a he bunch did, of guys. He did a beautiful and he job. He was so too. good at it. That's yeah. what he did full time. He just modded. Yeah, full time. Xbox. I see him around. Like, I, I'll see him at Target. And uh, I actually ran into him once. And I'm like, do you still mod stuff? He's like, no, nah, I do IT or yeah. whatever, something like that. He was back. That was good. Yeah, he was good. He could put. I'm surprised that those like I don't know what hard drives cost were back then and the size, but like you had that Xbox had everything. You had games. He would throw on like full shows like before Movies, Netflix. Yeah. Right. This is the only way you could get. Yeah. We had shows. I had Family Guy on there. Just all sorts of cool stuff. Was his hard mods like they had the the switches? You had to flip the switches in the front under the power. I what, think what, you could do that, but mine was just a fully, use a soft mod. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yours was yours. I I just remember yours being the sexiest out of everyone. I thought yours, like you had the best, most cool stuff. I still have it somewhere. You do? Yeah. And I don't ever lose that Xbox. That's no, a, that's a cool. relic. And the old the original Xboxes were tanks. It still turns on. It's like you can play those. You can play. So who knows how many hours? My PS2 though. To be fair, the PS2 was very reliable yep. as well. I had a PS2. Yeah. I came. That was really. cool. I like that system. What PS2 game, game stands out the best for you, or some I, of the most? Uh, for you? I think what was it? Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah. Was that the was the first 3D Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. So GTA Three. I don't <laughs> think I ever played the main game. I think I just ran just around, around and saw how many stars I could get away with. Yeah. Until they eventually until they killed you. Yeah. Did your parents ever flip on that one? Because that one got a lot of bad news, like no. news coverage. No, my parents were cool, man. Yeah, they never they were really. Chill. I was never really in trouble, so they don't. What they were, they were pretty chill, man. I remember your dad. This is you. Uh, Danny is never. He's such a straight arrow. But me and another friend were. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> it was all me. But I was doing something very illegal, and your dad caught me. Yeah. And he was kind of like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't do that." I'm yeah. like, "Okay." And he's like, "Just chill." I like. I thought he was gonna call the cops on me and like turn me into my parents, call my bishop. Like I thought I was doomed. Yeah. You know, your dad is just, he's chill. I think the only thing he said to me, too, was, your friend Cade? I said, yeah. He goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not a not a good. I think that was it. The first time I made out with a girl was in your basement. Hey. Yeah. Actually, the first time I kissed a girl was the house before. Remember you had the house that was like up the hill, like kind of on the, on the bend? Yeah. Not like the big hill where your second house was, the giant hill. That first house, what was that? I don't know. It was closer to Timpanogos. I don't know. We moved so much, man. Yeah. Who knows? When I met you, it was like, and I got, <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. You guys moved out <laughs> and the house was empty and I knew that, and I like took a girl like we uh, to your house and we turned your like shower on somehow and your mom found and you somehow figured out it was me. And you're like, hey, did you go into my old house? Because like my mom's real estate agent called her and now my mom's asking me and i'm like how 
How do you guys know? I think it got to a certain point where if weird shenanigans were going on, my parents would go, Kate been around? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been trying to, I have been trying to make up to all my old friends how much of a shithead I was. But yeah. <laughs> my parents still like you. Good. I'm glad they, they do. Still ask I wouldn't like you. all the time. But anyway, yeah, I, that, uh, that house before you moved out, there was, I dated a girl that was kind of crazy and was definitely trying to, like, she, she liked corrupting Mormon boys. She was like, a, like, that was her MO. She had some, she was weird. Like, she had some problems. My mom was onto it. But anyway, I hung out with her at your house in the basement. I don't remember where you were. You left. And I remember her trying <laughs> to get me to do things I shouldn't. But I was still like, I was straight arrow for the, other than like pranks, I did a lot of, but like, as far as church rules, I kept those rules. And, uh, but then, uh, your second house, the one at the basement in the Xbox, we watched Donnie Darko with a whole group of like boys and girls all yeah. hanging out, like on a big mattresses, Justin Smith, like as the whole crew was there, like 15, 20 people in the middle of the night, one of the girls hanging out started cuddling and I was the first time I ever made out. So that house to me is like legend. You know, that's where I became a man. <laughs> I kissed I- a girl. I'm glad we could do that for you. Yeah, that makes so, me happy. Thank you, thank you, Chill Danny's parents. That that allowed me to, uh, yeah, to have a great experience. I don't even remember that girl's name. I would never but... let twenty teenagers in my house. No, I don't know. no, I don't. <laughs> your parents are so chill. That might be too chill. <laughs> your mom, actually, your mom and Chandler's mom, really similar. Yeah. Soft spoken, like really just kind of. How many? You only have one other brother, right? Yep, I've got an older brother than a younger sister. Yeah, so I was. My theory was, well, Chandler has like a hundred older siblings, and he's like this really late accident. So I thought his parents were chill because they've already been through like ten kids. But that theory doesn't hold hold true for you. No, they're just cool people, man. Yeah, they're chill. I was never getting in big trouble, so they just trusted me. You know. All right, let's wrap this up. P. Let's just P. S. Two, Xbox, uh, P. S. Three, P. S. Four. Just like games that stand out the most. Kind of more recent games. The uh, ooh, really recent. Just sort of anything that's not like, yeah, from X, from PS2 onward, past PS2, PS3 onward. Maybe my favorite game in like the last 10 years is Spider-Man for PS4. Oh, yeah, the new PS4 uh, I love one. Spider-Man that's a good so game. much. Sp- God of War is good. I even like Spider-Man more than God of War. <sighs> I know. If you weren't a black belt, I'm I making, might disrespect you for that. I'm making bold statements here. <laughs> they're, both, they're, they're both amazing. I, I just think... Oh, it depends. It depends on, yeah. It makes actually makes sense because you're more of a like a gameplay junkie. I'm more of I gameplay mixed with the whole experience. And God of War, like storytelling, narrative wise, I think is better. Spider Man has a great story. Don't get me wrong. And I want to spoil yeah. it. God of War for story is much better. Is much better. But Spider Man, though. That being said, I got emotional at the end. Like, yeah. There were some unexpected deaths and twists at the end that yeah. got me. I like I don't mind games that feel like games. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. A lot of games now are trying, like Red Dead Redemption. It was trying yeah. to be real life. I'm like, no, I, I live in real life. I don't need. I want yes. I want to be Spider Man. I want to be living in real life. Like, I don't want to brush a horse. I want to go like swing around New York. And yeah, anything else besides got uh, Spider Man? Uh, that's War? probably the most recent. Like the game that really sticks out is Spider Man's been. I'm in love with that game. Sweet. Well, we'll have you back on. Give people a uh, shout out to you, uh, Lehigh Judo Club. Do you have Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff? Uh, I've got Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's Lehigh. about it. You don't have Instagram? No. Inside, I'm like 70. So Facebook oh. was... I was telling Dane this. You you got to start doing a video. I mean, I don't know. You already have a... I guess you're not trying to build a school. You already have a really well-established school. But 
like jujitsu videos on TikTok are blowing up as well. Every- well. I hear Facebook is for the kids, so we're on Facebook right now. Yeah, that's yeah, what all for- the kids are on is the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, but Lehigh Judo Club, I guess Facebook is the only place. Yep. Yeah, most people are like you know, come try- if phone, you're- answer the phone. If you're in Utah, so I'll, I'll give some praise. I think <laughs> that Lehigh. I mean, I haven't been to every school. The only school I haven't. Like I've been to, I've rolled. I think I've rolled with someone from just about every school in Utah now. Three years, I've gone a bunch of open mats. Um, I think we have. I was talking to Pedro about this, who I'm going to get on the podcast too. I think we Pedro thinks we might be. He thinks in two years, three years, we might be the best school as far as like just number of black belts, number of high belts. I know Unified is really high up there, but the but my point being is if you're interested in jiu-jitsu at all, if you're thinking about it, I know we talked about it a lot. Agim is awesome. We talked about them last time. But if for me, a big deciding factor of why, obviously, I knew you. I, I, I hit you up on Facebook. I was like, I keep hearing about this jiu-jitsu thing. I know you do it. Uh, where can you recommend me going? And you're all, well, I have a gym. I've got an idea. I know somewhere you can come. Yeah. Anyway, and so I came just because of you. But I got lucky. I didn't know in the beginning how good the school was until I started like traveling for work and visiting schools. Because my first year, I was like, too like I didn't think I was cool enough to go visit a school. I don't want to show up as like a you know like a white belt. So I kind of waited until I felt like I could actually know I knew a thing or two, and then I started visiting schools. And uh, I just thought it was normal. I thought our school was like okay. I had the same thing happen when I did my first, my first real serious girlfriend. She was cool as shit. And I just thought all girls were that cool. <laughs> and then we broke up and it took me like seven years to meet another girl that was as dope as her. Yeah. It was like a rude awakening. The same thing kind of happened. Like I'm like, well, Lehigh Judo is awesome. Everyone's chill. There's at least like three to four black belts a night. Then I started thinking about it. Like the amount of time you get, uh, it's hard for me to say, like the average level times by the average amount of time whatever that math would be like basically the bang for your buck skill wise at lehigh judo is super high do you oh, know thanks, what i mean man. yeah we've got you've attracted a lot of really good talent we've got really good guys tough guys but also nice guys so everyone will take care of you everyone's uh but honestly utah's that way though like yeah. there's so many good schools in utah so you could end up at any any jiu-jitsu school in Utah and have a good experience. They're all good, but I still am going to say go to Lehigh because I just think you're there's, – there's a few things you have to take into consideration is obviously distance, like how close is it to you, right? You're not – even if a school's amazing, if it's two hours away, you're not going to be able to consistently – right? It's Unless that's your full-time gig. Distance, price – and I think the other third thing that's the most important is how many, like, black belt time or just high belt time. Like, how often are you rolling with someone who's really good versus – because you do learn a little bit, but when you're, it's like, you're drilling with another – like, when I was newer, and even now, it's like – well, uh, I say now I'm I'm good at figuring out ways to make the, the drilling still effective. But there's a lot of times in the beginning I would hate it. Like, sometimes I would end up with, like, a new – with another new white belt. It's like, we don't know what we're doing. And we're like drilling and I'm just, I, I know in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm just getting reps in the wrong way and developing a bad habit. I already know that's happening. Uh, that doesn't happen as much at Lehigh because generally from my experience starting 70% of the time, if you're a brand new person, your drilling partner is going to be at least a blue belt and like 60% of the time they're going to be a purple belt or higher. And yeah, I don't, we, Most schools don't have that. When I go visit other schools, you're lucky to have like 
the main guy who's a black belt, he might have one other black belt, a purple belt, and maybe two blue belts, if you're lucky, and like 30 white belts. Yeah, we've gotten really lucky. The guys that have come up with us have, have stayed with have us. Have stayed, and yeah. Just a good group of guys, and but there's uh, quite a few good gyms around as well, but there's... But we're we're pretty lucky. I really like our. Danny doesn't like to talk his shit up. His <laughs> his gin is awesome. It's like one of the coolest crowds. And most dudes there, and I've have a lot of good video game conversations. Pedro's way into video games. I want to get home. I just found out Andrew, big tough, two hundred ten. Oh yeah, Jack Andrew. He's a super nerd. Oh yeah, jujitsu is like the highest concentration of tough guys that can probably kill you. And geek and out with you games. and super nerds. Yeah, I was every one of them. Andrew is a super looks nerd. like he's a professional bodybuilder and should be an MMA champion. He's he, huge. He doesn't look like a nerd. And he, I posted something about the Final Fantasy VII remake, and he like said something like, and he said something in a way he was very calculated. He wanted to let me know in one sentence he's a G, like a true <laughs> Final Fantasy G. And he was like, he said something along the lines of like. If you know the Final Fantasy story, he says something along the lines of like, I wonder what they're going to do with like the reunion, if the reunion's going to be the same, which is like Sephiroth is the whole, like some reference that you'd have to be like a full Final Fantasy nerd to get. I remember what it was and I looked at him and I was like, did you play the demo? He goes, twice. <laughs> and then we didn't drill the whole yeah. time. <laughs> we just talked about Final Fantasy the whole night. Like you would do something and we'd like do one rep and then talk about final fantasy until and it was awesome i didn't even know he was a nerd and like i'm already and now i'm like i already liked you already get close to someone by training with them it's a weird thing to like choke each good other bond. yeah Quick you get bond. a good bond and then you just add the video games on top of it so if you're into video games and you don't do jujitsu that's my excuse for talking so much jujitsu the last two episodes you'll find <laughs> other video game nerds there's if a, you go to jujitsu, yep, there's you're been more than more. once we've busted out switches after yeah, switch game. simulating murder, and then we yeah. switch to smash or whatever. Yeah, this is, anyway. That's the High Judo Club. Danny's the shit. We'll have you back on. We can talk about new games. Um, thanks, man. It's uh, thanks for having me, dude. Ten fifty one. We're probably at what are we at? We're at two hours already. Hey. Time flies when you're having fun. Anything else? Oh, I always, I always ask this. Not always. Been trying to ask it. Out of all, not the best game. I've been trying to think of a way to word this question. As far as like impact on you, and in, impact could be measured emotional or just nostalgia, or when you think about like what's the one singular game, and it maybe it's that volleyball game you already brought up. I don't know. It's, I think it's got to be Halo One. Halo that 1? was my favorite period yeah. of of video game time and LAN parties. And I think for if you want to hit nostalgia, even more yeah. than being younger, just Halo One is. That probably gets me the most. Man, I love that game. I want to talk about. I've got anymore. the most good memories for Halo One. Yeah. Probably Halo One. Halo One is chief pun intended, man. And if you haven't, if you like Halo, dude, and you haven't played the the Master Chief Collection on PC, feels like it plays and feels like feels just like the Xbox version, but you get 4K and 60 frames, like all oh, the nice so bells good. and whistles. But it it still moves and feels. I tried playing Reach multiplayer it's good but i oh mean halo one it's just perfect that's it halo one is perfect danny's the <laughs> shit go to lehigh judo club hopefully it opens soon and hopefully we don't all die from coronavirus i love you see you guys later oh 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 look at you look at you good and faithful servant making it to the end of the episode my Goodness, golly shucks, the gods sure are going to bless you with all the blessings, the women, and the money. 
you're going to get all the women and the money. And if you're not into women, then you get all the men and the money. And if you're not into men, then if you're into goats, then you get all the goats and the money. Whatever you're into. The gaming gods shall provide for your undying support of the podcast. Look, I don't know who's coming on next week. Quarantine has made things kind of a bitch. Anyway, until then, spread the good news of the Gaming Members Gospel. I love you. Have a good week. Stay safe. Don't make the bona. Bye-bye.